everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the Multiverse Fancast. As always, I'm your slightly quiet host, Mags, and with me is my much louder co-host, Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Better than you. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boys. And we have with <laughs> us our third unofficial host. We promised him he'd be on this episode because he gave us a good review of Wonder Woman, so we have to follow <laughs> through with that. I bet's a bet. Uh, <laughs> despite the hassle of trying to set up the third microphone, but we did it. We managed. And with us is Rob. Robert, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks. Did you just call him Robert? No. Oh. Yeah. I just didn't enunciate. <laughs> oh, okay. The microphone's very close to my nose tonight. <laughs> is that why I can hear you sniffling? I'm not sniffling. Such witty banter. <laughs> Wittier than Spider-Man. Ooh. Ooh. Shots fired already, and we even get started and tell them what this was. Oh, we already did. So, welcome to our Wonder Woman episode. No. So, tonight. Wonder we, Woman Part 2. Wonder Woman Part 2. Tonight, we are discussing the long anticipated Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, just came out. We saw it the night it premiered. Yes. We went We went IMAX 2 for it. IMAX 3D, yeah. No IMAX 3D. And mistake. Uh, not worth it. No. Oh, really? No. Well, we're going to discuss that in yeah. our pros and cons because that is involving one of my cons. Yeah. But, um,. What did, did you go see it in regular? Yeah, just to local Carmel. Yeah, local theater. Carmel. <laughs> yeah, just little old Carmel. Yeah, <laughs> for all of us New Yorkers. But uh, we are going to start off the episode with uh, Rob has to eat a little bit of crow for all the DC bashing he's been doing for I don't know his entire life. <laughs> no, just since just uh, the past five years, just post Christopher Nolan, and then yeah, even Man of Steel. Uh, it's it's Man of Steel is passable. Man of Steel is. Yeah, I'll give that a That's pass. Yeah. Man of Steel is very like Iron Man to me. Just Iron Man's a better character, and that's why it's a better movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we are going to discuss a little Wonder Woman with Rob. So okay. you gave it a very good review. Yes. In uh, your notes that you sent to us. So why don't you just like share some of your thoughts on it? I really, really, really liked it. Um, I can't say that I loved it. Uh, fair, fair. I, I was not in love with guy. it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, there were moments I thought that were really standout. Like you guys had pointed out the one scene where she comes out of the trenches and yeah. fights off. I, I mean, that was just a beautiful, iconic scene, yeah. uh, really rah, rah kind of, you know, wonder woman sensibility. It was, it was fun, but I'd said this, that it was uh, very much like watching a, a pretty decent James Bond movie, uh, or, or, you know, my wife says a, a pretty good Jason Bourne movie that, yeah. you know, it was I, I enjoyed it. The action was pretty solid. The characters were decently developed, and uh, it did a lot of things right. It didn't do everything right, but it, it, I'd said it's a good positive step into yes. a good direction for DC. Do you think it benefited or suffered from the lack of connection to the cinematic universe? Benefited. benefited. I think I think it needed mm -hmm. to distance itself a little bit from everything that Zack Snyder and, and company have been doing over there. Um, it, it, and it mostly did, you know, there were, I, I know you guys were even groaning about a lot of the slow-mo shots and, yeah. and they, just they how, got a little gratuitous. Oof. Yes. I, I felt like I was back watching 300 and the, 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 which was a great movie the, it was for the nineties. Yeah. Uh, and the dark, dark palette. It's funny. You're going to say that. When we get to Spider-Man discussion, okay. it's funny <laughs> you said that. Um, the dark, dark palette. I mean, I know they lightened up on some of the contrast. Like I saw yeah. Wonder Woman compared between Batman versus Superman in this, and she's a little bit brighter. You can see that she's yeah. wearing a red top, at least in this. But uh, it's still much, much too dark. Um, I thought there were a couple of characters that were just pointless. I, I wish there was Chief. more 
Which one was the chief? Oh, no, Apache chief. Yeah, Apache chief. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like the secretary. Um, I did yeah. like. She is a character from the comics, though. Uh, well, then they should have developed her like they do in the comics. It just she was they. That was basically who she was in the really? comics. I did like. I know you guys talked about how they were better than the Howling Commandos, which I agree with yes. you on that. I think the Howling Commandos are very two dimensional in the MCU, whereas these guys. It was so much fun to see a very diverse cast as a um as a support staff for wonder woman i thought that was they were really memorable characters yes um there were times when i wasn't entirely sure what they were trying to go after like i remember when they got to london i'm like great they're back in london and then i'm like wait what are they supposed to do next they're, yeah. they're supposed to get a message to somebody or they're supposed to get people together i, I don't remember that didn't bother me as much because you were kind of following wonder woman she was the exact same thing she was literally saying what do we do now we got to go to the war yeah the war's that way i think as long as i focused on her and and i think that's the biggest revelation for the whole movie is she is so much better than i thought she was oh yeah, yeah. um i didn't think much of her in batman versus superman i thought oh god they miscast this she's not very good you know i, I like mm -hmm. you know linda carter and, and so many of the other iterations of the years gone by but seeing her in this it's like wow what she's fantastic she's she's so much fun to watch and she's she's looks like you know what she's also one of the few dc characters that actually looks like she's enjoying being a superhero oh yeah. yeah like everyone else just laments you know superman and batman they just hate who they are and she actually likes who she is yes um so it, it was fun it, it was a nice fun first step um in that in, in a good direction mm -hmm. um they didn't overdo some things that i thought they were gonna like i was waiting for all these like you know fish out of water jokes all over the yeah. place and they didn't they they reeled those in pretty well um she was more like a shark in this fish tank, basically. Yes. She got thrown in, and a lot of times when they do fish out of water stories, like they make that fish look stupid almost. Yeah, I can yeah. remember Thor, you know, getting uh, a truck and... backed up into him, yeah. and yeah, and, and it was funny, but it, it can be overdone. Two thirds of the movie are very solid. Last act, I think, was too typical. I was actually kind of disappointed that there was a an Ares. Um, I would have liked it better to have just been that. You know, men are bad. People suck. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's the way they are. And, you know, humanity is just doomed. And but that's I, why I, she disappears. I think that message is there. Yeah. And I think you guys had said that Ares was sort of like a, a, a means of getting to that yeah. point. He was more that voice in the ear. Yeah. yeah. I, I like he, that. He brought out what humanity already had. Yes. Yeah. I think if you approach it in that way, I think it's it's good. I like that idea. Um, but I, I thought Ares was a lame bad guy. Uh, I thought that... It, it, he looked ridiculous. There were times, yeah. yeah we, um, I think we brought that up. Yeah, that there were times his, <laughs> we did. His uh, just seeing like Lupin's face. Yeah, yeah. I, I've known David Thewlis as an actor, not personally, of course, but for years. <laughs> um, ever since like I think 1991, when he was doing uh, Shakespeare, uh, some early early films, and he's a great actor, but he is not. A, a big heavy he is not an action mm. bad guy yeah if they had done what they do in the comics where like it's all black and red eyes yeah underneath his helmet that would have been fine I think they wanted to they kind of suffered the Spider-Man 3 where they're like we have a famous actor show his face <sighs> but uh, it's, it's good I, I'm hoping that DC learns a lot from this and is moving forward I, I'm hoping that you know if he's out there listening to it that Joss Whedon is, is taking notes yeah. uh, and knows what he's doing with Justice League and you know I I think if Justice League goes bad, no one's going to blame Joss Whedon, but I think he has a chance to save it. Yeah. So, I, you know, the one thing about the DC Universe that you could say is they they do listen to their fans. Each of their movies have addressed a specific one specific fan gripe. Mm 
mm-hmm. not all of them, which I think is what DC is really suffering for. Like, you know, a big gripe was, well, everything was destroyed in Man of Steel. Okay, let's mention it nine million times in Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. And make sure we don't do that again. Or, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman was so dour and it wasn't, you know, fun at all. All right, you want jokes? Here's lots of jokes. Here's Suicide Squad. Squad. Let's reshoot everything. Uh, Nobody got any good character development. Okay, here's Wonder Woman. Like, if it is good that they're listening to their fans to to a certain degree. Um, Joss Whedon has specifically said that he's only been really doing a little bit of work on... Like, he he had been involved with Justice League because he's going to be doing some of their solo films. But now he's, I think he's only done a couple of extra scenes. He yeah, hasn't done I don't, much. I, I, I don't know. Again, oftentimes movies can be saved in the editing room. You know, that's what they all say about Star Wars. So well, maybe yeah. that'll be the case with Justice League. And now Thor's doing reshoots too. Yeah, every every everybody film does has plenty every, of reshoots. Every movie does, and then people freak out. They're like, oh, the movie's in trouble. Well, they freak out when, you know, something like, you know, Rogue One, when they do like 60% of the film is yeah. reshot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That 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 deserves a freak out. Yeah, yeah, that that's definitely. But it's when like, oh, we just want to do like maybe two scenes. That yeah, that that that's what happens in every movie. It it was not, you know, what it seemed as if with Wonder Woman, someone was finally letting a visionary guide the ship. That Patty Jenkins had a specific vision. She knew what she wanted from this, and she, you know, they allowed her some freedom. Whereas I think yeah. with David Ayer with Suicide Squad, they didn't let him do it. And uh, I, it, it's if they can continue to do that with the future installments where they let the director have their vision, I think they'll be all right. Well, Marvel suffered the same thing. You know, the Ant-Man thing with Edgar Wright. Yeah. Joss Whedon left Marvel because they were yep. literally too controlling about what he was allowed to do. But, um, yeah, DC is looking pretty good right now. It's uh, yeah, it's sh- shaping up. I, so yeah. what, what did you give it on a scale of one to five? Four. Four? Yeah. Very solid. Solid. Uh, I, I will say that I have... Uh, it's less – I'm not going to change my rating. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has lessened over the last couple of weeks since I've seen it. Um, another – I think it deserves another viewing, though, so that way I can solidify the way I feel yeah. about it. And maybe uh, maybe I will even appreciate it more. You know, I like – I hadn't really thought about the Aries, you know, as whispering – just not really controlling, but just influencing. And I yeah. kind of like that approach. So maybe seeing the entire film through that lens might give me a better perspective. I was watching the movie Constantine the other day. It was mm-hmm. on, like, Cinemax or something. And, and they did a similar idea with the angels and demons. They couldn't directly impact okay. humans, but they could whisper into – humans ears yeah so I, I always thought that's an interesting you know it's kind of giving humanity the choice to be good or evil and then just kind of yeah letting them do their and thing knowing that we'll choose evil most of the time most of the time all right so yeah let's jump into some spider-man talk so i yes. think we're going to talk first about spider-man's convoluted history in uh in cinema yes he is definitely one of those characters that has changed over the years and evolved over the years and has had three separate franchise iterations woohoo yay sony yay sony sony you're doing it yeah you're just doing it not well not terrible but you're doing it it's there all right so let's talk about the raimi trilogy i remember seeing the first teaser trailer for spider-man in theaters where it's like a bank robbery and he catches them and there's just a web between the two twin towers like that was yes that was the oh, first yeah. time, and I remember being because I was I was young. I was maybe like, it was back in two thousand. Yeah, I was like yeah. fourteen ish. So yeah, like I was super stoked. Uh, if you guys listen to our first episode, Spider Man is actually my favorite Marvel character. Okay. 
even though I'm wearing a Captain America shirt as we're recording. <laughs> I'm for the yeah. record, I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt from Amazing Spider-Man. And Ronnie's not wearing it. Ronnie, put on clothes. I'm sorry. I was getting Is that too why hot. You're hiding behind the desk. Oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes you Don't need to. Don't you patience. guys wish this was live video? And uh, <laughs> there go all of our listeners. No, no, the Wait, listeners are, sitting with yeah, us. Yeah, our only listeners here. <laughs> no, I'm right here. <laughs> He's got to listen to it. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Rami trilogy. We're going to talk about Amazing Spider-Man and then this newer iteration of Sony Spider-Man. So, Ronnie. That's me. Rami trilogy. Thoughts? Um, Two out of three ain't bad, as Meatloaf once said. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you never thought you would hear Meatloaf quote on the Multiverse Fancast. You mean one of the most popular songs of all time? No, I never thought you'd quote something like that. Yeah, actually. yeah, I think that's a good assessment. Yeah. Two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. The third one is the bad. The first two were pretty good. Um, we had some good villains in them. Probably the number one in not 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 ranking, but you know, you had Green Goblin and you had Doc Ock as probably the best villains we've seen. For Spider Man, what what was before Spider Man? Was it just? Well, I guess it was Burton's Batman, X Men, and then X Men was two thousand, right? X Men yep. is what started off this modern renaissance of. Yes. That's true. Films. Okay, so before that, we just had we had X Men, we had Burton, and we had the Christopher Reeves. We oh, also, Christopher, and Reeves. then we had like sorry, then we had like yeah. standalones like Steel yeah, and Howard yeah. the Duck, and Ooh. Steel was amazing. I love Steel. It's such a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> it's Hammer Time. <laughs> oh my gosh, my uh, brain is hurting right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> So, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Fans, not fans? At the time, fam. Yeah. Um, currently, not as much. I still enjoyed his portrayal as Peter Parker. Okay. As Peter Parker, I thought he did very well. Um, as a Spider-Man... Not so much, but he was definitely a good Peter Parker than a Spider-Man. At the time, he was good enough. Yes. I, I think we really didn't have any idea of what Spider-Man looked like or sounded like other than in a couple of the cartoons. You know, I can remember back in the 70s, the car- that Spider-Man cartoon. And Spider-Man and His Amazing yeah. Friends. Yeah. I was a big fan of the 90s animated show. It was fantastic on okay. Fox. Like they, It was going off the coattails of uh, the Batman animated series. Okay. But um, my problem with with the Rami trilogy is they went so big on the costume, you thought they would go really big on the. It's almost like they played it safe with the character of Spider Man. Like he's supposed to literally not stop talking. He's supposed to be Deadpool, but like a good, like a real good guy. Right. If you watch the original trilogy, he makes like six jokes. Totally. Really? Like, I think he says to Green Goblin at one point, "It's you who's out, Gobby, out of your mind." I was like, "Oh, yeah, he's he's." Yeah. He's too goofy, Toby Maguire. Yeah, it was, I, it was hard to watch him. It was hard to buy into the uh, MJ Peter Parker romance because um, he just didn't strike me as a romantic lead very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that iconic upside down kiss, we really which didn't, they made fun of in Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah, we Spoiler. really didn't have very much. <laughs> he he was at the time he was great. Is that for you? Hello? Oh, that's super funny. But anyway, uh, we're going to keep talking over it because it'll eventually yes. stop. But uh, 
my problem with with the Raimi trilogy, everybody loves Spider-Man too. And don't get me wrong, it is a fantastic movie. Like, yes, it is. There, there's a lot of good in it. I, I just did not like Peter and MJ's relationship. It was very self-destructive. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, oh, like abandoning her on the opening night of her play and stuff yeah. like that. That stuff didn't bother me because as superheroes, there should be that that conflict with secret identities. It's kind of been lacking in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Um, we've, right, because they don't have secret identities. None of them identities. do, yeah. Right. Um, and that's why it wasn't a registration act like it was in the comics. It was, you know, like a treaty almost. But um, I was never heavily involved or invested in Mary Jane. She, I didn't like her. No, I never liked Kirsten Dunst. And the fact that at the end of Spider-Man 2, he his powers only reactivate to save her. Not save the city, not be a hero again, because she's in trouble. Yeah, I th I thought that it took away from the emotional gravitas mm. of that whole situation. Um, Spider Man Two is filled with great moments, though, with the, like the train fight we yeah. were going to be talking yes. about. You know, one thing that always irked me about those movies, though, is it's really weird. It's really subtle. You can tell when they switch between the computer-generated Spider-Man and the regular Spider-Man yeah. because the costume was different colors. Yeah, it yeah. was. I just kind of chalked that up as a part of the times, and we yeah, exactly. Th those movies are self that was two thousand and four. Yeah, they are very dated. Yeah. I, I was watching Spider-Man, like the first one, exceptionally dated. Yeah, it, it gets by on on I mean, the fumes of good intentions. It, it still holds up, like effects-wise, especially. Yeah. Except when he's doing anything with his mask off. Like he's got that very fake rubbery face. <laughs> yeah. Spider Man Spider Man Three was the most guilty of it. Oh. Um, we don't talk about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, Sp I rewatched Spider Man Three recently. It's not as bad as I remember. Um, goth Peter Parker is just horrible, and the like the oh god the him dancing down the street is just dreadful. And it's made some good memes though. The whole um, how how the the symbiote. Uh, gets here is just a, a such a con plot convention like there's no intelligence to it but it, it like the sandman parts actually aren't that bad like because you actually feel something yeah feel bad for him because he's trying to do it for his daughter and sam everything. raimi he wanted to do sandman the studio and the fans wanted to do venom Oof. this was our first big studio interference moment if they had just done sandman or just done venom we would have had a yeah. solid movie yes and then throwing in the, the new Goblin, I thought it was a disservice to Harry how they handled what could have potentially been a great villain. What made this trilogy so great was that sort of cliffhanger ending at the end of two where Harry yes. is just kind of looking, you know, Harry's trying to, he knows he's going to hunt down the man that killed his father and everything. And, and yeah. you, you and that's why we were like, oh, my gosh, Spider-Man 3 is going to be awesome because we couldn't wait to see how that plot line wrapped up. Yeah. And that's why Spider-Man 3 has, out of all of the Spider-Man movies, has the biggest opening weekend. I think it was like $151 million. Yeah. Yeah. And because we just wanted to see what happened. And then we were like, oh, that's it. Right. Everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Harry versus Peter. Yeah. Yes. Harry versus Peter. Yeah. Oh, and they're going to have Venom? Oh, and my God. Was, and then it was, oh, it's has nothing to do with Harry Ooh. versus Peter. It's pretty much Sandman slash Venom versus Yeah. Well, I, rem I remember they they literally showed no venom in any of the trailers to get the yeah, hype going. Really. There was like the only thing we saw was in one of the trailers was that shot where he reaches down and grabs Spider Man by the head. Yeah, that oh, was the right. only yes, trailer from the, shot. In the bell tower, yeah. No, uh, from the uh, 
from the actual final fight. Like Spider-Man's oh. like looking around and you just hear the noises. Yeah. And then Venom just grabs him by the head. Oh. It, part of the problem might have been to see, I, I'm, I liked him be, at the time because I was a huge Sam Raimi fan. I loved Raimi. I loved his Evil Dead movies. I loved Army of Darkness. And, and he could do no wrong with me. And so much of the Spider-Man movies smacks of Raimi with, you know, like there, there, that one scene in, in Spider-Man 2 when um, Doc Ock comes to life in the operating room. That's a horror that movie. That is a yeah. horror movie. When, That's when horrific. she's scratching the floor. Oh my gosh. And it's, there's no, if you watch it, there's no music behind it. There's no sound effects. It's just like, it's pure Raimi and it reminds you of, of Evil Dead 2 with the demons coming in and coming after Ash. So it's 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 a great Raimi film, but I don't know about a great Spider-Man film. All right. So pretty pretty solid thoughts on Spider-Man, the original yeah. Raimi trilogy. Let's talk The Amazing Spider-Man. Now, Rob, you and I have had multiple, multiple, yes. I wouldn't say arguments, but nah, definitely discussions. discussions. Disagreements. <laughs> <laughs> Not even disagreements, because you and I both kind of, we eventually get to the same point, just yeah. we see it differently, yeah. I think. I love The Amazing Spider-Man series in terms of casting yes well character for the most part you're talk, when you talk, say casting you're talking about main, spider-man main right? casting okay. yes spider-man and even even emma stone is gwen stacy yes um yeah. i had no problem with sally fields also and oh, um, yeah she was martin, a good choice martin sheen as as ben, uncle ben for as little as he was in yeah um i will jamie yeah, fox jamie fox if, <laughs> if ja- <laughs> jamie sorry, fox sorry <laughs> I'm gonna defend Jamie Foxx just slightly. Someone has to. Jamie Foxx was a great when he he was great when he was Electro. The opening stuff with him kind of being really, Quirky. really weird. With, it, like with, it, it made you feel for him. Like you definitely no. felt for this. Yeah, I did. I felt bad that Jamie Foxx was in this movie. Easy. But once he becomes Electro, I, I really did enjoy his character. But the the writing was so poor yeah. that you couldn't find his motivation. I feel like. They just got Jamie Foxx because he's a big name yeah. when you did not need a big name to play that part. His motivation was very clear. Spider-Man forgot his birthday. No, it was Spider-Man. That's a, no, you know, no, if I no. don't. You know, the actual reason was if, because. If that's not great screenwriting, I don't know what is. Technically, it wasn't his birthday anymore. He was dead for like six days and he came back to life. Um, but The Amazing Spider-Man, what. It did really well. Was not only the casting. I even liked uh, Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn. Oh, I forgot about that. They just shouldn't have made him the Goblin the same movie. Right. They should yeah. have given us time with this character because I dug him. Like I had no problem with him, and he's you, he's a fine actor. Do you agree with Paul Giamatti being? He was one of the worst. <laughs> I don't know if it was all right, Paul. Here's what we need you to do. <laughs> Be a cartoon character. Oh my gosh! Like he's wearing rhino boxers. Was 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 two thirds of his body even in the movie? Mm-mm. Basically not. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, yeah, he he was very poor. the The problem that the Amazing Spider-Man, the second one especially, was it wanted to build this big world. It it fell into the DC trap. Yeah. And also, they kept shoving this storyline of his parents down our throats. We didn't care. Nobody no, needed to no. know. We had even in the first one that was like a big plot point. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. We don't. We need to know about Uncle Ben, Martha. and that's it. Yep, <laughs> Richard Parker. Why did you say that name? <laughs> but um, I and also I will say that the visualizations of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, especially, are some of my favorite Spider-Man visuals. 
Yes. They they do a great job. The costume looks I, I, fantastic. I can ag- I can agree with you that visually the movie was good. It, it's a very it's a, it's the Zack Snyder of Marvel movies. It is a, <laughs> it is a, I have no words. It's a lot of style. It's a lot of style. Like the ending fight scenes were fantastic. <clears throat> Um, the Times Square scene is one of my favorite Spider-Man scenes. Oh, you know what fight scene I really love from that was the one where um, Spider-Man fought Rhino. Oh no, wait, that's right. They cut to the credits. Never mind. I will argue though that <laughs> the scene with the kid is is it, it hits me right in the feels. The scene where like that little kid who he saved from being bullied, yeah. like tries to be Spider-Man. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, yes. I, anytime there's a superhero and kid scene, I just always I always enjoy it. Because um, you wish it was you. I mean, I got bullied as a kid. I definitely yeah. do. Like, you know, there was a scene in Supergirl where she flies down and she pretends she's friends with that kid. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, that was a nice scene. Like, I, I always enjoy. Like, the kid who tries to be Spider Man at the end was the kid who got bullied in the alleyway, and Spider Man just drops down and all the bullies running. Yeah, walk, and he just walks him home. I'm like, that. That's so cool. Yeah, that is sort of like every child's sort of dream that you know in those moments of despair and and depression and and when the world is closing in against you that someone will swoop in like that and 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 it's also resonated in spider-man homecoming you know being a friendly neighborhood Mm spider-man that down down to earth superhero which i find i'm not gonna they said hold on i'm not gonna let you segue into homecoming yet go back to the main no we're still talking about okay um (laughs) the only thing i will give you on amazing spider-man is the initial casting Andrew Garfield, uh, Sally, Fee- like all those, you yeah, know, the, main, the big yeah. players, yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx and Paul Giamatti, I cannot defend in the slightest. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Andrew Garfield, I think, absolutely was the best thing, and even he has said too that you know he did the best yeah. he could, and there was nothing more he could have done. Those, those and, movies suffered purely from script and studio. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and, and which is sad because Andrew Garfield is he's so endearing, and, and I love him as an actor. Um, I, I just saw him in uh, uh, the new Mel Gibson uh, war H- movie. Hacksaw Ridge, 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 which he was amazing in that. I saw him actually live on stage uh, in Death of a Salesman in New York, uh, acting opposite Philip Seymour Hoffman and oh, wow. holding his own wow. too. Yeah. He was he was amazing. Well, he did that Comic Con thing where he dressed up as in like a Spider Man costume and he got up and he was speaking and then he revealed that he was Andrew Garfield. The crowd went wild. Yeah, he, he's he, very passionate about the character. He is, and and I heard somebody though commenting on that if you look at it through the eyes of like one of his biggest actorly choices was having peter parker stutter through everything that it it kind of loses something because then you see oh wait he's not being endearing he's just stuttering a lot because he's trying to show endearment only in the only in the first movie he does it he does and and you know i'm sorry what like you if you want to go to you know prom prom with me and i (laughs) you know we we were talking about this at dinner beforehand um they keep trying to modernize peter parker as the modern nerd like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was the def. He was quiet. He was he sat alone at lunch. You know, yeah. he got bullied by the jocks. He had no friends. He had no friends. This Spider-Man was just more socially awkward. This Peter Parker, and yeah. like he he still wasn't afraid to stand up. Like well, he stands up to Flash Thompson in the first in the opening scene. That's yeah. Actually, that's my complaint with those two Peter Parkers is at any given point, mostly for them, they came across as too cool. You know, which one was it that, and, and I honestly don't remember, that was skateboarding through the hallways? It was Andrew Garfield. That was Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That's yeah. a little too cool. You know, he, They went Peter, more with the social outcast kind he, of option with him. Yeah, Peter Parker is is someone who's completely 
nobody knows who he really is. Like he's a wallflower that that he's an outcast. He's you know like not to segue, but in Homecoming, he's the one that is sitting almost by himself at lunchtime. Oh, yeah. uh, Toby Maguire's Spider Man did too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield's did at one point. Um, they they just have to get the the character of Peter down, and then they kind of take more liberty with some of his other traits. One of the problems too with those two Spider-Mans is that once they become Spider-Man, they then become cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like But it happened in the comics too. In the original comics. In the original at, comics. At first okay. he still dressed like a nerd like for a long time and then when when he went to college, that's where he became like the cool guy. Okay. Um, started dating Liz Allen. Mm. You know. So like that that's in keeping with the comics. Like he was okay. very popular in college apparently. From what I, because I, I I've read a lot of old Spider-Man comics and that's kind of he had like the the flat hair and the glasses and all that. Um, nerd, nerd, biggest nerd. <laughs> but we also have to remember in Homecoming we're picking up with Peter Parker who's already Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's slightly different. But um, Tobey Maguire over Andrew Garfield. No, no. I think Tobey Maguire was the Spider-Man that we needed at that time, but. In the years since, I think Andrew Garfield has surpassed him, despite yeah. the fact that the Tobey Maguire movies are the better movies. If we had Tobey Maguire scripted movies with an Andrew Garfield-led Spider-Man, it would, we would have had goals. Like, it would have been really yeah. good. It, it would have been better than it, it was, yeah. 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 But, uh, all right, so that's uh, we're going to talk a little bit of comparison with all three movies, or all three franchises at the end. But I think now we're getting into our non-spoiler review, and I'm sure Ronnie does not have... A non-spoiler. <laughs> so, basically, <laughs> in this Spider-Man Homecoming, what it is is he's coming fresh home. off of Civil War, so he's coming home. The end. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nailed so it. it's basically him wanting to become a full-time Avenger, but he's not listening to Tony Stark's advice. Or he is too much, if anything. Kind of both. He's listening but not listening. Yeah. I mean, you know. So let's do uh, a – basically the plot is very simple. It's what happened to Spider-Man after Civil War. I mean, that's really – That's what I said. I know. I'm just just piggybacking. All right. Uh, Let's go through our cast. Where should we start, Ronnie? Oh, where do we want to start? Um – Let's start with, hmm, I'm trying not to go too negative to start with. Can we just start uh, with Spider-Man? Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Even though we've already seen him, so I kind of didn't want to talk about him all first. Right, all right, that's fair. But no, but, that's uh, fine. I guess so. So Whatever. we have Tom Holland reprising his role from yes. Civil War as Peter Parker. And they Parker. finally get someone that looks like a 14, 15-year-old yeah. person playing. A 14 or 15-year-old person. One of well, the smartest in this we thing. know he's 15. In, in this, we know he's 15. Yes. yes. Um, he's played by a 19, now 20-year-old Tom Holland, who I thought was fantastic. He was a great Peter Parker and a great Spider-Man. Um, if you guys want to go around and yeah, each throw he, in. I, I'm amazed as to who plucked him out and said, this is Spider-Man. Um, right. Because if you look at his credits for what he's done, you know, he was in Very a stage little. version of Billy Elliot. Mm-hmm. Which uh, maybe that's where they saw it. He was in a movie called The Impossible yep. uh, with um, uh, uh, what, what's his name? Not Luke Wilson, the brother Owen Wilson. Owen, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
other than that, there wasn't that much to go on. He was in that on. movie with Thor, Commander at Sea. No. Um, uh, oh, I, I, in the heart of the sea. In the, the heart, heart of the sea. Oh, yeah. yeah. But nothing. And and yet they looked and they said, this is what we want to pin our entire franchise on. And it worked. I, I'm amazed at whoever's casting these yeah. things. That's a di- what, diamond in the rough. Yeah, absolutely. Right? He's he's amazing. He is he is so sweet and he is funny and and he is is uh vulnerable. Yeah. And he and it, is and, and I have to say as someone who is in education who teaches high school, which is what I do on the side. Um <laughs> I know sophomore boys and he nailed it. Yes. And there is a very distinct difference between a freshman boy, a sophomore boy and a junior boy. I can spot him easily. Yeah. And he hit it so squarely on the head that that's what sophomore boys are like and and that's incredible yeah. and, and the fact that he's 19 and was able to do that too so yeah. convincingly and it helps that he could do backflips in real life oh yes. yeah i saw the video i saw some of his training montage like he, he can do yeah. all that stuff himself i was like what <laughs> just to see just to hear like it's funny like i i love this the opening few minutes and this isn't anything spoilery uh the opening four minutes are all of civil war through his uh, iPhone lens. Oh, I'm sorry, wait a minute, it's Sony, so it must not be an iPhone, I don't know. Mm. Samsung? Uh, Yeah, Uh, and and it's all his video, and when he's describing the uh, fight, the Civil War fight, he's going, and then Captain America came in, and he was like, blah, and and, 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 and it was under ruse, and I I came out, and I was like, ah. Like, that's the way sophomore boys talk. They don't know how to use actual language, and they use sound effects when they talk. And, and it was it was refreshing. It, it was so well done. Ronnie, thoughts on Tom Holland's Spider Man? The best, easily, easily, right? I, I he, and here comes the argument. No, <laughs> just um, I'm going to say the same thing I said for Civil War. I need to see more. More. Like, He's backing you, you away had from a the whole, mic again. We we've <laughs> we've seen him a total of two and a half hours. Yeah, and you still need more. I, I want to see what they're going to do with the sequel with him. I have to say, though, after seeing Civil War, no. I was like, wow, they 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 got him. Finally, they yeah. got the right person. And that was, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, just about, yeah. yeah. Like, right. I there are arguments that can be made for him being the best Spider-Man, and I can definitely see it. Yeah. And part of, part of me heads that way, and then part of me is like, well, I liked Andrew Garfield, and I like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. I'm but, saying he's the best right now. He but is, like you said, if if we see an, one more movie with him and it totally like Spider-Man 3s. Yeah. Yeah. Then there is an argument to say Garfield is the best. But I just wasn't like at the end of Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield, I was more like, okay, well, maybe there's a good future here. Whereas yeah. I didn't feel that way after this Spider-Man. It was like, wow, this is great now. Yeah. I, if, if nothing else, I have this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's talk uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, Adrian Toomes. Uh, without getting too spoiler, basically he... Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, basically. Um, he's... <laughs> or Vulture dinner. Vulture dinner, there you go. He's a construction worker who kind of gets screwed out of big contracts because Tony Stark creates the Department of Damage Control yes. to deal with superhero cleanups, which is a thing from the comics. Which is headed up by Tyne Daly, oddly enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, DC has something, too. They, I think they did it on Powerless. That was their thing. Like, they cleaned up yeah. after superhero messes, basically. But uh, Damage Control is in the comics. It is a thing. Um, and basically, he loses his job because of it. Yes. And he put all of his money into the Avengers cleanup from the Battle of New York. 
which I thought was a really cool opening scene. It was it was cool to see the fallout from all that. Oh yeah, to see uh, yeah. Times Square Station. You know, we saw it in Avengers when it got crashed into by one of the you know Chitari things, and then to yeah. see it afterwards in the cleanup stage. Well, that's the one thing that I always said DC did a little bit better than Marvel. They they weren't afraid to show the fallout. Like Marvel movies, they would finish their movie and everybody would be, "Yay, this is good, everything's happy," and then they go to the next movie and you know they of. Uh, Let's see. Uh, we'll see newspaper clips of it. Daredevil <laughs> and like Luke Cage and the, the, the Wait Netflix. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me finish my thought and then you get your rebuttal. The Netflix movies <laughs> did a much, or uh, TV shows did a good job of referencing the previous events. Yeah. But it took how many movies for the Sokovia Accords to become a thing? Like 17. We're, basically. <laughs> we're, we're worried about you guys. And then it wasn't until that movie that Tony Stark realized maybe I'm actually the bad guy because every Spider-Man: Homecoming, Vulture's his fault. If you really think about it, like Tony yeah. Stark created yeah. him. It took a long time for the Marvel movies to catch up and be like, um, maybe the superheroes actually, are actually Tony Stark didn't make him. The Tinkerer made him. I'm gonna kick you in the <laughs> Tinkerer. I, I, I want to go way back here. Hold on. You're suggesting that. DC was way ahead with their consequences of action before Marvel. Yes. I will totally disagree with you. Okay. First of all, I will cite Dark Knight for that one. Remember, you know, they're they're so excited they caught the Joker. And even Joker points it out. He's like, you let 13 people die. And and you know no one kinda you know, that is the only mention of it in the entire film that Oh no, you know, I'm not talking I'm talking DC cinematic universe. Okay. I'm talking right. cinematic universe for cinematic universe. The only reason that DC went and redid a lot of the Batman versus Superman stuff was because people were like, well, they destroyed an entire city and and there's no, you know, consequences to that and the DC yeah. went, "Oh, I guess we should really address that." <laughs> but there were no consequences then, to the Chitauri. Quick, let's get uh, uh what 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 was the big bad's name in D in Batman versus Superman? That monster. Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. I don't even remember. You're such uh, a liar. No, I really didn't for a minute. He was there. thinking dark side. Um, you know, they're like, we have to get Doomsday to an unpopulated area. That was only because, you know, people said, geez, Batman and uh, Superman and Zod destroyed a city and we didn't see any consequences of their death. Like, I would say even back to Iron Man, Iron Man himself, you know, Tony Stark is like, I built these weapons. And they are killing all these people. And he was one of the first ones to say, wow, there are consequences to our actions. Okay, I could see that. Did Thor face any consequences for the destruction of an entire That's town? like magic, because movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> How many people did Captain America kill? Two. That's wartime. In Avengers? Oh, in Avengers? He threw, did he... he threw two guys off the helicarrier. Doesn't mean they died. Doesn't mean they didn't deserve it. <laughs> Batman kills. Batman has killed. <laughs> I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> but no, I just like it it's nice now that they're really like yeah. they're you know, even in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, like that was the big theme, like Tony Stark creating this suit of armor around the world. Uh maybe you screwed up, Tony. I it's gonna be curious to see if Tony Stark ever becomes the flat out bad guy of a Marvel movie. Mm, he he keeps good. doing good and then making it worse. Well that's why Civil War made sense. Yes. It yeah. didn't feel forced. Um Let's talk. Um, it, well, hold on. Go back oh, to yeah. um, Vulture for a minute. Uh, yeah. I, uh, just to piggyback on Vulture. Uh, I, I loved the fact that Vulture was a low level bad guy, mm -hmm. that he wasn't someone that was like 
trying to take over the world with a giant blue laser beam that he was someone who just he was like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is is a, you know, and, and that's one of the things that's so great about this Spider-Man is because and, and I think you would probably agree as someone who, who read the comics, Spider-Man usually is just stopping people from committing like low level Petty street crimes. crimes. Yeah. 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 Like bank robberies and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Not not, you know, trying Taking to save over the, the world. world. Yeah. Um, and that's what this was. It was, you know, the vulture was someone who just had been had a rough, you know, had been spurned in life by Tony Stark and wasn't trying to get Tony Stark and kill him, but was just like trying to, you Survive. know, make get money what, and, and get what he yeah, I, I want what's coming to me. Yes. Um, and, and he was a realistic. And, and I said this with in my Wonder Woman notes to you guys that Wonder Woman was one of the most empathetic characters that I'd ever seen in, in these universes. And I think yeah. Adrian Toomes absolutely is up there. You with, felt for him. Yeah, I, I did. I, he was not a an evil guy, even, you know, when. Uh, I'm sorry, that's spoilers. Never mind. And Continue. technically, yeah. he never really hurts anyone. That's what I was getting yeah. at. Yeah. That, that's yeah. the safest way to yeah. say it. Um, yeah, he never intentionally tries to kill anyone. Ronnie, thoughts on the vulture? Um, I thought the casting was uh, nearly perfect. Don't know who they could replace, but I thought it was really, really well getting Michael Keaton. He had, feel like he played the part very well. Um, he was a great vulture. I would love to see him come back oh yeah um which well, i'm sure we will and that was one of the complaints that you usually have about the marvel universe is that they kill off their off. bad yeah. guys yes. yeah and i was so actually i was thinking of you when when you know towards the end of the movie not to spoil anything but to be able to see that oh he's we might see, see him, him in the future yes. yeah, yeah. in other things finally they, and in what capacity yes. yeah finally they did that this, that was that was yeah. the big thing when it comes to marvel is where where's their villains they're gonna run out of villains and in the next three movies or so, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, so it, that's just it the way good. it goes. Yeah. But um, let's talk some of the uh, the supporting cast. We had um, let's see, we had Ned Leeds, your favorite. My favorite. Um, I don't know, hundred percent sure if it was my favorite. I thought Ned was such a great, com- like not even a comedy character, but just a good sidekick. Yeah. Like. They they gave Spider Man a lot of supporting players in this movie. Like typically, Spider Man's a, a lone hero. The, my only thing when it comes to Ned is I feel like you're replacing Harry Osborn with Ned. And if you compare them, I know it's like comparing apples and oranges. Some people might no, say, I get that. but like it's Harry Osborn. He's what made the first three Spider Man movies we saw really good I like think he was like out of all three movies he was like always you know like the one of the best things about the movies well i think what the it almost seems like the filmmaker said okay what are the things we've already done yeah and they had a big checklist and they said all right we already did a harry osborne okay we've yeah. already done an origin story we've Thank already you know, yeah yeah i know if only dc could take a page with that and stop showing batman's parents death you done you good <laughs> We gotta right. hurry up and get the. Oh, I don't know if this would be a spoiler or not, but speaking of parents dying, uh huh. I don't know if this will be spoiling anything really. Probably, n- I feel like it's not. But the lack of Uncle Ben. Yes, I thought that was a good touch. I think that was awesome. I- I'm surprised they didn't even make a mention. There was, there was a very brief mention yeah. of Uncle Ben, and and there was no men. There not there was like the slightest mention of him being bit by a spider. Yeah, like, like we didn't we didn't need to see all this stuff because we, we know, know it, it already. Well, th- this is my thing. Like I would have 
like to see him actually being mentioned. Not not necessarily going through the whole, oh, you know. I let him die. I let him die. This oh, is what happens. Screen yeah, fades. You know, and, not, and not the yeah, whole, we- you know. With with great power comes great responsibility, kind of thing. Yeah, like I, was, I wasn't hoping for all that, but like I was hoping to be like, oh, you know, oh, Aunt May, you're having a hard time because Uncle Ben is dead, kind of. You know what I mean? Like something like along those lines. Like I'm not talking about blow it up like they always do, and like with Martha and stuff. But you know, like yeah. I, I would have hoped for a little bit more mention of the, him being bit by the spider. Him. I was totally okay uh, with that. I was waiting a little bit more. I'm not I saying w- a lot, but like like almost like a. F- like a short little yeah. twenty second flashback, or I was totally happy combined. it wasn't there. Like yeah. I was waiting for some sort of sepia toned flashback to From pop like, up, like Saved yeah. by the Bell. Yeah, with yeah. Like, oh. yeah. But, but it didn't happen. That was great. Let Let's go back to uh, to Ned. Yeah. Um, back to what you were saying, Ronnie. I think that it's gonna be fun if they do introduce Harry Osborn. He's gonna be the perfect. They're gonna be such a great foil to yeah. each other. Um, especially if they introduce Harry like they did in the Ultimate comics, where he's like. The really cool rich guy who yeah. takes a liking to Peter, and then Peter becomes kind of like I don't want to say infatuated, but like enamored with him. Yeah, he's like, oh, that, that's he's so cool. Like, we, yeah. I'm I'm with the cool kids now. And then Ned's just kind of like, well, I know you're Spider Man. I'm the chair guy. I'm the computer guy. Yeah, like I, I feel like he he was just comic relief, really. Like I know like the movie still had, you know, some comedic twists and everything to it. But I feel like they just added Ned to it just to make it a little bit more funnier and to relate more to the high school kids because they always have that one awkward friend. Awkward friend like Ned is. Ned was, you know, like he's that awkward friend. Ned was the audience. <laughs> We're all looking at each other, going, "All right, which one of us is the awkward friend?" <laughs> the one who raises his hand on the podcast. Apparently, that's me. And um, no one could see. Ned was. He was the audience. Yes. He he was the reflective eye of the audience. He was how you'd react if your friend was Spider-Man. It's much easier to relate to a normal guy in extraordinary circumstances than to relate to the extraordinary guy in normal circumstances. Yes. You know, like, Ned was the, the way that we would see this Spider-Man world. And I thought it was cool. He's like, you know Tony Stark? He'll, like, that's yeah. how we would be, like, oh, my yeah. God, in this world of Avengers. I have to admit. I was not into Ned in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I he came on. I thought it was kind of grating. I thought it was kind of stereotyped. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I was I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a rough ride. I didn't know Felicity was in this movie. And <laughs> yeah, when he said he wants to be the guy in the chair, I'm like, oh. I, you know, I, I I must say, I kind of I did chuckle when he said that. Yeah. I thought that was kind of like a clever line. I thought he know. was poking fun at DC a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm sure. I, I thought he was poking fun. I was at not into Professor him, Ernst. and I, I was worried. But he grew on me. I, I, I I'm not endeared to Ned, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I like him enough to tolerate him yeah. at this point. He, yeah. he may grow on me though with repeated viewings. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I could see him. I, I wouldn't. I would be okay with him being in a sequel. Okay, and yeah. seeing him in there. Yeah. Like I'm not. It's not the kind of character where when he comes on screen in the sequel yeah. that I'm going to cheer for. But it's yeah. like, oh, my, okay. my only thing oh, is, hey, it's nice. I just yeah. hope they don't turn him into the guy in the chair. Well, ironically, in the comics, I think he becomes the Hobgoblin. Hmm. Does he? Yeah. Hmm. One of one of various incarnations. Because what's going to happen is they're going to introduce Harry. Then Harry's going to become best friends with Peter, and they're going to shun Ned. So Ned's going to go evil. Obviously, Ronnie, write, he, the, write the movie, he, Ronnie, because he knows. That Peter Parker is Spider-Man, which I disliked that he uh, found out. 
And so soon. Who's next? Uh, next let's talk Ant- about how about Flash. I was gonna talk about uh, Ant May next. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's do Ant May first. Ant May, you mean? Choo- you choose mean, your words wait, wait. a little bit wiser. Ant- wait, do you <laughs> mean Aunt friendly. May or sister? What? What? She was way too young. Way too young. Looking. She's in her fifties, or I think. She's a fine wine, my friends. I, I, I did have trouble because she was wearing mom jeans for, like, the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had trouble that he called her May. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not May. It's Aunt May. I was all right with it. Like, I, it, it was you know what, though? jarring. It didn't come across as, like, oh, this is their relationship. It came across as, like, this is the kid who wants to be counted as an, a, an adult just yeah. like everybody else. And he wants he thinks he's older than he is. And so yeah. he's trying to fit in. I feel like Aunt May is getting younger and younger by the movies. I, I loved her. I, I think that was a smart choice. I just read, I'm sure you guys did too, that there was a deleted scene from Spider-Man Where she with like Aunt saves May. a kid or she something. She saves yeah. a kid, and it's the idea that Peter Parker gets his moral compass from her. Which yes. I thought was cool. And I thought that might have been a good scene. Um, yeah. And so I'll be interested in seeing it in the deleted yeah. scenes. We are going to talk about things that didn't make it into the movie during my con section. Okay. Okay. But... um. Yeah, I thought she she was exactly what I expected her to be. She was, um, you know, the over not overbearing aunt, but like the protective aunt. Yeah, yeah. I, I but just, she was also cool and relatable. Yeah, I just felt like there was too much mention of how attractive and young she is. I thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I Tony Stark. What are you wearing, May? Something okay. skimpy, I hope. <laughs> but see, this is the thing. Like, it's funny, but she wasn't young in the comics. She's old. Or older, I should say. Mm. You know, in real life, Marissa no, Tomei is fifty-two. She, you know, she, but she doesn't look it. She looks. Remember, she says, like you know, 40s. where I'm, we come in all shapes you know, and sizes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, to me personally, I feel like she should have looked older. She should have looked in her sixties or so. I feel like I'm okay know? with it. Yeah, I am too. And and I, she's a great actress and, oh, and yes, great with definitely. great comedic timing. So yeah. I think she's wonderful. All right, let's talk Robert Downey Jr.'s return as Iron Man. As Iron Man, he's not Iron really Man? for like three seconds. He is Iron Man though. For like three seconds in the movie, he'll always be Iron Man though. No, um, you mean what? You mean as Tony Stark? Because he's Tony Stark in the movie. He's he not. I'm gonna Man. sit back for a minute on this because I have comments. I was <laughs> I was afraid that they were gonna overuse him. Like the the trailers definitely made it seem they, like he was going to be in a lot of this movie. They over okay. They didn't necessarily overuse him. They overused him and his concept. There was way too much mention of Tony Stark slash Iron Man in the movie. It I, felt if I, I told this to you before, this felt like Spider-Man and Tony Stark, not Spider-Man Homecoming. It was Spider-Man and Tony Stark Homecoming. I disagree respectfully, but okay. I am going to take the total opposite, and I'm going to say I don't think there was enough of him in the movie. Really? And here's my here's my reasoning. All right, so Rob's last episode on the Multiverse Fancast. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is th- I have to say, I loved the movie, but it ha- I had it, some complaints, and this was I think my biggest complaint that they were trying to push a father son dynamic, mm-hmm. and and you sort of saw it coming out in I believe it was in Civil War. If you remember the scene. Um, when Tony Stark is in the back hallways of MIT and he runs into a mother of uh, a kid who was killed in Sokovia, I think in it was. Yeah. 
and he starts to feel guilt and he starts to feel like, you know, that he needs to protect and, and yeah. he starts to see you sort of see him wanting to be the father that he always wanted to be and never really took the chance because he was such a playboy. Yeah. And they tried to do that in this, where it's like he's the father to um, Peter Parker. And it felt undercooked for me. It felt like I, I felt like I was watching a two dimensional um, Tony Stark here that it was sort yeah. of like the, you know, the brash, you know, oh, I'm just going to be obnoxious and sarcastic. And I didn't really feel like. I wish they had spent more time getting some internal dialogue from Tony talking, you know, of him reflecting about, you know, wanting how, to protect a kid and, and how the kid's doing. How and, the kid's yeah. doing. Yeah. Like he just seemed. We didn't see it till the last scene. No, he seems so absentee for so much. And I, I would have liked to have seen more from him to really play up that that aspect of the father son. But also, know. this is a very different dynamic than we've seen any other characters in the Marvel Universe. Like every superhero was a superhero beforehand. Like they, like you can argue Spider Man was doing heroic things, but like Captain America was Captain America, Thor was Thor. You know, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye they were master assassins and warrior for Shield. Tony Stark's never seen somebody who's like growing up to become a superhero. Mm -hmm. Well, he's been a superhero though. That's the thing. I, I said that. But this is my. This is so mean. This is after Civil War. And how long after Civil War are we thinking? Two months, they say it. Two yeah. months? Two months. How long was he Spider-Man before he joined six, Civil War? Six months. So he's been... So he's been... I think that's what they say. In, so pretty um, much he's been Spider-Man for about almost a year at this point. Yeah, almost. He doesn't need as much guidance as they gave him. But we do see he does. I, I Yeah. I just would have loved to have seen, you know... Also, some dynamic, maybe even get into the idea of, you know, Peter Parker sort of pushing back and saying, you know, you're not, you're not my father. You can't tell me what to do. You, we we kind of get that scene, like I, on the, I, on the rooftop after the ferry. Like I guess, but it just seemed like Tony Stark was was it was it was the stereotyped Tony Stark coming in and and saving the day and and it, not that wannabe father kind of yeah. that i saw in the MIT he, back he did it hallway. for his own intentions not to help yeah. out Spider-Man Peter Parker it was to be you know but then you find out Iron that Man he, and save the day you find out though that he had arranged for all the no spoilers but like he arranged for the circumstances that caused the ferry to actually explode like in the good way he was the yeah. one that was like set up right. the whole thing yeah. yeah so like he did listen to what peter had to say and then he was you know he was the, yeah. he was the typical father that did not tell his son what he was doing yeah i i, I will will agree to disagree but um i did enjoy having him back it was fun um we also got the return of happy hogan they even asked why do they call you happy <laughs> the best was we have thin walls that was one of my <laughs> favorite lines but uh he was fun in the movie he was actually a plot point more than a character, yeah. I think. Yeah. It was more, hey, Happy, it's it's Peter. Hey. Yeah. Peter talked to Happy like a really upset ex-girlfriend half the time. Like he sent like thousands of texts. Oh, that was the saddest image. Yeah. I, it was it was well, pretty we sad. Went, my f whole family, we saw that and we went, oh, <laughs> Peter. You got to love John Favreau. I do love John Favreau. But um, it was fun to see him back. We also had a surprise cameo from the Tony Stark crew, but I guess we'll save that for spoilers. Yeah, yes. Because we have questions about that. Um, who else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about Flash. Flash. Flash Thompson. Flash. Ah, um, savior of the We universe. loved him. 
Uh, Timmy, really? Timmy was a big fan of Flash because he called Peter Parker Penis names. Parker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I can't believe I never realized that beforehand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the fact that this was an updated Flash Thompson. It's reflective it, of the times. It yeah. is. Like that, you know, being in the high school trenches, that's what bullies look like. They look like this, this sort of super smart, super rich, uh, um, you know, everyone else is below me kind of uh, person. Not the, you know, flat topped, big, dumb, blonde jock yeah, that, that it, we're so used to seeing with Flash Thompson. It, it was a nice transition. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and he, you know, he had a point in the story. He was always there at the pivotal moments of character development, which is ironic considering he did nothing but tear down Peter's character the entire oh, yeah. time. Any thoughts on Flash? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have so much that we all disagree on, or I should say, you guys agree on. I disagree. On. I'm, oh, you didn't like Flash? I'm neutral. Okay. <sighs> all right. Okay, since they updated Peter Parker. To look like a modern day nerd. Uh, well, updated, I'd say, went back to the actual accurate origin of Peter Parker. Did Ronnie interrupt you? Sorry. Sorry, sir. Carry on. Okay. So, no, you want to go there? Went back to the original origin? Do you want to go back to Flash Thompson's original origin? All right. Is that, is that, all right. So, if you're saying they went back to his original origin, shouldn't they have done that with Flash Thompson? Okay. Flash. Right? That, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, okay, I get it. They did a, you know, a modern day hipster nerd for Peter Parker, and they went with, like you said, nowadays the bullies are the rich kids. Yeah, which we see in this. He's rich. Leave my brother out of this. Yeah, you know. So like, okay, I get that, but I don't. Just because when you come when it when you're talking about Peter Parker, yeah, Penis he, Parker, yeah, that too. He's a nerd, right? And it's the jocks that pick on the nerds. It's the not anymore. It, it's the Didn't rich twenty one Jump Street. <laughs> it's the rich jocks that pick on the nerds. Like even when I was in high school, it was the jocks that pick on the nerds. Did you get bullied the, in high school? Right no, now? I did not, because I was not a nerd. I was a poor jock. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But like that's that's all I'm trying to get. The like, jocks don't though. The jocks the jocks pick on the freshmen, and yeah. that's about it. Well, isn't he? A, no, no, he's, he's a, a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. yeah. But and, and they and they wouldn't pick on him, like they they pick like seriously the 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 jocks now, they only pick on the freshmen and they don't differentiate yeah. like they don't say oh we're the freshman nerd or the fresh no they pick on anyone who's who's a freshman yeah and they that's about it like the real bullies are the one you know like because if you think about it is yeah. a jock really going to cyber bully no, no. Um, but somebody like this Flash Thompson absolutely would yeah. You know he's sending pictures to all sorts of women too. Yeah. And now this is my thing. Flash Thompson is Venom. Nowadays, yeah. Can we see him as Venom? This Flash probably not. Why not? He fat. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. He's like a hundred pounds soaking wet. I panicked. <laughs> um, I get. You know, it could be possible, yeah. and um. You know, if if they write it the right way, it definitely mm -hmm. it's definitely a possibility. I just don't see this Flash Thompson joining the army in service of his country, and yeah. then becoming like so because no. also yeah. Flash Thompson in the comics he becomes like a big Spider Man fan. That's what I liked about the Amazing Spider Man. Flash Thompson had a, a character arc, like a very very minor one. One of my favorite scenes is right after Uncle Ben dies. Mm -hmm. 
he goes to to Peter Parker to, to you know offer his condolences. Yeah. And you don't know that at first. And Peter takes him, he pins him against the locker. He's like, it feels good to, to you know let it out. And he's like, I'm sorry about your uncle. Like I'm really sorry. Yeah. And it, it's a powerful character moment. And then at the end of the movie, you see that they're they're buddies, which happened in the comics too. Um, I thought that you know we got Flash Thompson in the first Raimi movie, and yeah. he was just kind of a he was a jerk. That was yeah. it. That's all you needed. Um, I'm curious to see what they want to do with this Flash if he comes back because they want to do the high school years of Spider-Man. You know yeah. he's going to be around. Uh, that that again, that's my only issue with it is he's not who he's supposed to be. Speaking of which, let's talk about Sadea as Michelle. <clears throat> MJ. <clears throat> <laughs> Are we getting into spoilers? No, we're not getting into okay. spoilers. As soon as we're done with uh, the cast, we're going to jump into spoilers. Right. Though. Um, Do we want to talk about her first? Because there's really only one other person we have to talk about. Who's the one other person? Liz Allen. I thought we were going to talk about Karen. Who? Karen. Who? Karen. Who's that? Oh, Karen. 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 <laughs> you want to talk about Liz Allen first? It, it, yeah. I just hosting. thought we had such a good segue. You're hosting. <laughs> it went right to it. It did, but I feel like we've been going like... Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. And then for me, it was like bad, bad. So I figured stay away from the bad and go good. Uh, No, you know what? I liked Michelle's character. Like, I thought she was a good foil to Peter and Ned. And I thought she was, she's like the new cool but not cool hipster chick. Yeah. Like, am I even at this party? Walks away. Yeah. I I can easily name 10 students of mine that are just like her. Yeah. She's she's authentic. She's very, yeah. That that was the good thing about this. Like, all the characters, you're like, that is what all the kids in high school are like right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I enjoyed today's character um, until the last 13 seconds of her screen time, which we'll talk about because there's a lot of there's a lot of fan discussion about it. Twitch, 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 Twitch. Throws bottle. Um, (laughs) And then let's talk about uh, Liz Allen. Yes. She was there. Yeah. She the only reason she was there is just for a little plot twist. That's it. What a twist. No. No. She she was the love interest and you know She was a yeah, but the who's she the daughter of? Spoiler right, easy. But sh- it's she, not a spoiler. Well, she also she draws out a lot from Peter's um character and this is one of the things about sophomore boys and and teenagers in general that teenagers for the most part don't know how to prioritize in life like they they can't take one thing and say this is more important than another everything is so important to you know when you're a teenager so getting the girl and dealing with your best friend and yeah. stopping the bad guy are all equally like important um and so, you know, if he doesn't get the girl, that is just as bad as if the bad guy wins. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a that's very typical teenage. And and that's what makes this film so authentic, you know, that there were characters you could very much relate to, you know, yeah. unlike some DC movies. Um, <laughs> shots are just fun. just shots a are... little heads up. This is about to start turning into a war. This is Civil War Part Two, actually. <laughs> I was going to say that the name of this episode should be With Great Podcasting Comes Occasional Episodes. You know, like power responsibility. Why you got to ruin everything? But now it should just be Civil War Part Two. <laughs> now it should be a uh, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Yes, hit it. Do you want to do your, your little spoiler warning? All right. It's yes. Spoilers. Spoiler warning starting right now. If you don't want to hear spoilers, please 
fast forward to 5726. <laughs> that's oddly specific. I really hope I hope it works. I hope it works out. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it better not because that would mean they would have to rewind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, well done, gentlemen. <laughs> but no, Whoops. this is your spoiler warning. We are about to go into some spoilers in great detail of Spider-Man. What was this called again? Because I keep forgetting Homecoming. the name. Homecoming. Thank you, because you know it makes no sense. Um, but yes, this is it? your spoiler makes... warning. Okay, this is your spoiler warning. So please put us on pause and come back to us once you have seen the movie. Thanks for checking in with us. Ronnie didn't like the movie. <laughs> Why Ronnie? you keep saying that? I liked it. I just didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. Because his heart is cold. Yes. Cold, cold like Mr. Freeze. What? Mr. Freeze? Why Mr. Freeze? Because he's a cool dude. What <laughs> killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age. <laughs> what killed the Batman franchise? <laughs> that movie. But anyway. Um, yeah, Ronnie Ronnie did not love this movie. He and I were, were very opposite pages on that yes. one. Um, I love the movie. I... It is not my favorite Spider-Man movie. It is tied with another Spider-Man movie, which Rob's going to probably stab me with his pen when I say it. Um, yeah, please take everything away from him. But for as uh, much as you like that movie to say that this is on par with it, that's fine. Yeah. So that I, I can go yeah. with that. Yeah, this it's, is it's my Ronnie's all right, let's opinion talk, that let's I can't talk, stand. Um, <laughs> All right, let's talk some Don't pros. Don't worry, he can't either. Pros and cons. Let's go. We're All right, each my short pro. No, I'm just huh. kidding. We're each going to go. We're going to do a pro, one pro each. We'll do one con each. Okay. I think that's a, a safe one bet. One pro each, one con. So basically, Ronnie's going to run out of pros, and it's going to be you and me, Rob, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that's, no, no, no. <laughs> that's not true. I'm just saying a lot of my pros are what you guys are probably going to say. So you probably shouldn't go first. Or some of your pros are my cons. Just say it. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to start with cons first. I, I said if you pros think and that cons, will help. Yeah, if your... you want to go cons. Okay, no, no. <laughs> so, so, so pro for me was Tom Holland and Keaton. Okay. Casting. No. Just those two? As, as a strong pro, yes, just those two. Okay. Okay. Um, as actors or as, as the way they're set up in the script? Both. Like, okay. Both, yes. Yeah, because there is a neat duality between yes. the two of them. That They worked very well together. Um, and, again, currently Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man we have seen. If we were to grade them all, he's number one right now. I again, we do have to see more of him to make a solid choice as who's number one. We all we're all probably assuming Toby Toby is number three, no matter what. That's fair. Yeah. Right. Okay. Keaton was great as Vulture, as much as I feel like they probably could have done maybe a little bit more with Vulture. It's not a con, but just maybe like a little bit more they could have done with him. Um, he was really really good as Vulture. All right, Rob, a pro. How can I only pick one? The filmmakers. I'll go with that. Like the director and the... Everything uh, all around? John Watts, the director, and the five other people that contributed to the screenplay. Because <laughs> um, I don't know who, who exactly it was. And it was. It was six writers. Jonathan um, Goldstein, John Francis Daly, Christopher Ford, Chris McKenna, Eric Somers. Thanks. 
the Good podcast you. is now that much better. Yes. <laughs> we're, high, um, we're high quality here. Can't you tell by our setup? Uh, I, I will say the best aspect of this film is the filmmakers, that, that they were people that clearly had done their homework on the character and the storylines. Uh, they, they got Spider-Man better than anybody. Um, they... And and this is the a big thing for me, and I, and this is what separate might separate us a little bit. Um, John Hughes movies. I don't know how. Who's John Hughes? <laughs> oh, God. You just lost an entire demographic. Thank you. Did he do Home Alone? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> yes, he did. Did he do? Stop. Just stop. You mean like he he was the one that did like the most classic movies ever, right? Like Dutch with Ed O'Neill. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he did The Godfather. Yes. I don't good know. Fellas. Now, I grew up in the 80s. I know that's a shock to some because I look like I'm I was 12. born in the 80s. Um, and by that, I mean like within the last couple of months. Of the 80s. <laughs> you were more conceived in the 80s. You were made in the 80s, buddy. Um, I grew up watching a lot of John Hughes movies. And when I say that, I mean movies like The Breakfast Club. I feel like you watch 16 Candles on like a lonely 16 Saturday night. 16 Candles, yes, Pretty in, in Pink. pink. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. I could be Jake um, Ryan, guys. They, these were like, this is what cemented so much of my teen years and, and so yeah. many other you know people. Of, They're of, classics. They, they stand the t- their time. And seeing, like this literally was a John Hughes movie smashed up against a superhero movie, yeah. which was, again, a, a testament to, um, I keep wanting to say Mark Webb, to John Watts. Uh, Mark <laughs> Webb was the amazing Spider-Man. Uh, John Watts knew exactly what he wanted. He 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 went forward with it. I even heard stories of that. He took the entire cast and one night just made them sat sat them down and made them watch like a string of John Hughes movies. Yeah. Um. So and it was intentional. You even saw you know when he was running through the backyards. You know everyone in the audience is like, oh, that's Ferris Bueller, and, and then, then they, they actually Ferris show Ferris Bueller. Bueller to say we know what we're doing. That's here. super. Meta. Which that's clever. I, I like that. Um, but they they knew what they were doing here. Um, yeah. They knew what they were casting. They knew how to not repeat themselves from the other you know Spider-Man movies, and they knew that they needed to ground this in reality. That that these were real people in real moments, and, and that's a huge pro. Um, my only con is is. Um, we're doing one pro each first. I thought we were on the cons. He didn't even do a con. <laughs> Sorry, that's my pro. <laughs> The John end. Watts. You're about John get, Watts in the filmmaker. You're about to get Wrath of Cons. But anyway, <laughs> it's a pun. Um, a pro for me is definitely, I like how they approached web-slinging. The, the running joke that there was nothing to web-sling on. Oh, yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought it was very entertaining. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I do miss the more traditional web-slinging. We didn't see a lot of it in this movie. Um but the fact that like he's in the park and he goes to shoot a web and then it, it cuts to where <laughs> yeah. he's shooting and you there's nothing there. Spider-Man doesn't work in the suburbs. Yeah, yes. a thousand percent. Like he lands in the pool. He pulls the treehouse down. Like yeah. they, they, they have some fun moments with where he is and you know what he's actually capable of. All right, Ronnie, do you have a con or 40? Um, let's see. I mean, we, we did mention quite a few of them during the non-spoiler section, I will say. Yeah. Um, what one of mine was um the f- fight scenes the fight scenes weren't as spectacular as they could have been did they need to be uh, just a little bit not every single one of them but i feel like in a lot of the other spider-man movies we've had and even in marvel in general 
we've had some like great fight scenes. There needs to, they them. need to show the difference and, between the villain and the henchman. The yeah. henchman easily dispatched. The villain, not so much. Because like this was like it was almost as if uh, Shocker gave him as much trouble, if not more trouble, than Vulture did. So that that's where but that's okay. That would make sense with the characters. Shocker yeah. was just a a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just like to me, it's if. Felt like he needed more of a struggle when battling Vulture than he, he like, I felt like it was almost too easy, especially the one at the end. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was, he was too easily defeated. Okay. I'm not saying go ahead and kill him like every Every other Marvel movie, movie. (laughs) you know, but I feel like they could have done it better where they maybe extended some fight scenes, take away some of. You know, maybe like the Tony Stark stuff, or maybe some of the. Um, I know as much as you guys love the Tony Stark stuff, but you know, what? like I'm not. I'm just saying, take some of that away and input maybe that at least like the final fight scene with him and but Vulture. He's a like fifteen year old kid, he's not gonna with know how super to fight. strength with super strength, but not knowing how and to super agility. It. Like that. That's actually one of the aspects that I liked so much about Spider. This Spider Man is that. They don't lose the sense that he's a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. Like like the other Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies, he like all of a sudden becomes a master craftsman and is able to create this amazing suit uh, and, and is and can f- do all these flips yeah. and go from buildings and For, be a, do uh, acrobatic stunts. Let's look back at that really quick. Each Spider-Man movie came with a prototype suit that, you know, he he made like and it looked terrible and then they eventually make their good suit yeah but where did huh? they get this good suit from in, in amazing spider-man you see him making it right which is and you look at that a kid could not make that in uh in the novelizations Fair. for the original uh Raimi trilogy mm-hmm. he actually paid someone to make it that would make more sense um and then the web shooters were always a big point of contention like the fans were like just give him web shooters and the the screenwriters like well, they, it's not realistic. Oh, I'm sorry. In the movie about a kid who can stick to walls, not realistic. Mm-hmm. But um, they've mentioned in the comic books more than once that Spider-Man has a very unique fighting style that's based on his own abilities. That, yeah. like, he's he's fought Captain America to a standstill. It kind of bummed me out when they said Captain America could have just kicked his butt if he wanted, because I, I actually yeah, that he was pulling yeah. his punches a little. Yeah, which I get. It makes sense. Yeah. It's well, America. and Captain America is a an inherently good person. Yeah. yeah. Would not beat up a. F- 14 year old kid yeah but um i had no like in the only time they really show the downsides of peter's powers are in amazing spider-man for like a half a second where when he first wakes up and he like destroys his own bathroom oh yeah <laughs> i do remember that, that scene. it's, that it's a funny, funny it's a very yeah. funny scene and it's like completely realistic if you woke up with super strength one day and you went to go pull the door off a like just open a door you're gonna rip it yeah. right off the handles you, you power rangers power rangers did it uh sky high did it that yeah. was another one. Oh, sky high um, but I do like the fact that Peter is they never lose sight of the sense that he's a 15 year old. Yeah. Kid, and, and he's not going to be able to do these acrobatic fight scenes. But, but I'm just, look at what he did during Civil War. And then look at him now. I feel like he lost some of his skills in a way. In, like, in like, Civil War, he was able to take the Winter Soldier on by himself. Yeah, all right. I, that's true. You know, like. I feel like it was when uh, Civil War. He was amazing. He was able to hold. He could have held his own against anybody out there, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Then you come here and you're like, wait, you're having trouble with 
Shocker and Vulture, but you can take on Captain so America. The most you could take, yeah, you Ant- know, Ant Man, Ant Man, yeah. yeah, you know. Um, granted, right. Ant Man that was more just the webs doing the work than yeah. him, but I mean, like, I feel like he could have done more to outsmart the villains in this. All right. it, it, I was could see, him, I could see your it was more him. It was more him trying to use hand-to-hand combat, mm-hmm. which he's still very good at, but I feel like he should have used his brain more, you know, to set up, you know, traps or what, whatever it may be, you know, using the webs. He didn't really use his web, well, web shooters as much as he could have. How about at the Washington Monument, though? I'm ready to talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to get to that. All right. Are you done with your con? Sorry. Oh, oh that was okay. kind of all of our... No. <laughs> uh, Rob a con? Yes, I agree. I, there, the only two <laughs> things that I, I who yeah was that I wasn't initially into Ned, and that I wish I had seen more Tony Stark as as Tony as empathetic. Like he was just very stereotyped and very like the, the non caring. Like no, I'm not. I'm not giving you a hug. I'm reaching for the door. And yeah, it was a there. funny joke, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen him care a little bit more about Peter than just like an absentee father kind of cares. Yeah, even an absentee father, I think, probably had more affection for Peter than Tony Stark did. <laughs> I wouldn't know my dad doesn't talk to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Um, Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. My um, a con for me is I did not like how techy the suit was. That worried me when that came up. Yeah. Um, like, don't get me wrong. It was funny. Like, the scene of him in the bunker with Karen was definitely funny. And there there were moments where I laughed, but it, it was a little too much. Mm-hmm. That worried me when it was like, oh, no, it's a 21st century Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man has never been defined by his... Like, don't get me wrong. He's had some iconic costumes in the past, but the definition of Spider-Man is... It's even like what Tony Stark says. Mm. If you're nothing without the suit... Yeah. Um, and he proves it when he puts on his like his makeshift costume. It's a yeah. horrible costume. I love that. <laughs> it, and it, was, it really is what a fifteen-year-old kid would come up exactly. with. For it, a it looked a lot better in this movie than yeah. than it did so, in a yeah. hoodie and a, a red ski Basically, mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I lo- the only thing about the Spider-Man costume that I really liked was were the eyes. The eyes moving in yes. conjunction because it's very comic booky. Like yeah. the goggles. <laughs> yeah. De- Deadpool proved that you can do that, and the fans are like into it. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um, this it just made sense like even when ned puts it on it's still the eyes still move yeah <laughs> which i thought was cool but um it, it was too techy for my personal taste mm-hmm. um like when he's like web grenade ricochet web i'm like in the comics spider-man just did those things like he yeah. was so smart mm-hmm. that he was able to make parachutes out of webbing and like that well, was something he just did in the comics he there's was, a difference between you know wisdom and knowledge that he he was wise but he lacked the knowledge of a lot of those things like you know when he's in the car and he, he can't, he, he's, I need you to send me information about how to turn the headlights on. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I get It's that. not that he's unwise. He's just doesn't have the experience of years. But that, that's, that, see, that's different though. Like driving, I can get him not knowing how to drive because he's never, he's been Spider-Man. He made those webs himself. Yeah. If you make a car, you know how to use a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He made web shooters. He should know, like, he should just be practicing all the time with them. Like he did it in uh, the Raimi film. Like you see him literally practicing yeah. shooting webs. Yeah. I thought it would have been a better thing if he just knew his webbing so well. I thought that the, the extra tech was just too much. Mm. And, um, you know, the, the spider emblem comes off his suit. I was like, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And he named it, what, Drony? Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Finally, someone agrees with me on a con. 
No, I. <laughs> come on, man. Come no, on. I'm now. just saying that was come one on. of my cons too. Yeah. But I, I, you know what? What if you viewed the techie suit as a plot device, though, in the sense of like, you know, Peter just isn't ready for that world yet. And and that actually plays into the one of the last scenes too, when he rejects the suit that Tony makes yeah. for him, saying, "Look, I'm just not ready for that yet. I'm going to stick with my friendly neighborhood." See, Spider-Man that w- suit. that would be okay if he got a suit that wasn't all decked out with toys but it was on what was the name of the program that was controlling the training wheels training wheels program yeah Yeah. but no like i would have no problem if tony was like all right here's it here's the suit you were wearing none of the gimmicks you proved you don't need them yeah i thought that would have been a bigger character that would have been a better plot device use for this i feel like it would have been better if he kind of gave him just a regular spandex suit you know with no Jarvis in it, right? And just maybe voiced, like voiced by Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I don't want yes. her whispering in my yeah. ear, you know. And maybe some like advanced web shooters. None of this, you know, something that a fifteen-year-old makes. But you know, well, some, even, something nice. Like that's all we need. We didn't need him talking to Jarvis, or you know what I mean. Like that it, was not needed in it. And it's even he's weirder, got the Spidey sense. Uh, and, but it, it was just it, it. I think it only enhanced our understanding of how alone peter felt yeah and 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 i i just want to point this out the moment when he is trapped under that building oh it's one of the best scenes yeah that's devastating like like we were talking in our family that we just wanted to go up there and kind of help him out because he's you know if he's like he's crying if you're a 15 year old kid and you're trapped and you're just weighing over your head you know you are gonna cry and you're just gonna someone help me yeah like it was so sad and so authentic like you really felt for him there and and i love how he's bringing a pro into the console well to be honest with you i was eventually going to bring that up. Yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. <laughs> but um, going back to my original con, I just I the suit was just especially because in Civil War, like Tony's like, who made this webbing? How did you do this? You know, how did he make a suit in thirty minutes? Basically, a flight yeah. to Germany. Yeah, he, he was like, oh, this is how Peter made this webbing. Oh, let me make it better. Yeah, yeah I no, just Tony. Yeah, you know, how did Peter get these advanced web shooters in a suit that Tony made, even though he didn't know how to make the webbing beforehand? Yeah. That's just, like I said, it's just a, a little gripe, but I, I, for the most part, I'm a Spider-Man purist. I really yeah. like the essential Spider-Man, and giving him a decked-out suit is just not Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, and maybe that's the arc of the character, though, is that he realizes that you know that's just not who I am. But he's still gonna wear that suit. We'll see. He's wearing it in the last shot. I know, but whether or not it's going to have all those abilities or not, we don't know. If it doesn't, I'd be okay. Okay. A pro, Ronald? <laughs> I love how you say it as if I don't have another one. I think this is your last one, so. Um, well, like I said, you guys are mentioning my pros, too, so it's hard for me to come up with other pros. But I liked um, I liked how we saw him creating the webbing. Oh, like the web fluid? Yeah, the yeah. web fluid. You know, oh, yeah, in, under the in, lockers. <laughs> yeah, under the lockers and then and in, in the chemistry class, the chemistry class and everything that. like that. Like. I thought that was a cool concept, you know. He actually ran out of webbing, too. Yeah. I thought that you was know, awesome. Yeah. I thought that was cool instead of, you know, where he does everything at home and in the secret of his bedroom with Aunt May not walking in somehow. I'd be surprised yeah. what 15-year-olds get, alone, get away with in their bedrooms. Yeah. 
you know, with like 17 locks on the door and everything like that. Deadbolted. Exactly. He webs it shut. Yeah. You know, like. Don't come in. I thought it was cool that he was doing it, you know, in chemistry class and and storing it underneath all those lockers. I used to do that all the time. Oh, webbing. Yeah. yeah, Which was kind of weird that when he lifted only one of them up, they all came up. Aren't they separated? No, they're all together. Are they all together? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, that was definitely a. I hated this movie. Those lockers were were all <laughs> That's separate. Not authentic yeah. No, that wasn't a cut. I was just wondering, like, are, are they all separated? Or are they two one star? Out? Two giant. star movies yeah. from Ronnie. Two stars. <laughs> but no, I I did enjoy that we did see him trying to create, not not a suit, but everything that comes with it. Yeah, it it really is what a fifteen year old trying to be a superhero would look like. Yeah, leave yeah. me alone. I tried. All right, I got a question for you, Mister Purist. Oh, okay. Spider sense. Yeah, it's in this. <laughs> it, he has it. What's your evidence? In Civil War, yeah, there's a scene when he's fighting uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, where he lands after kicking Winter uh, Falcon, and you see his eyes widen, and he goes, "Oh God!" Right as the Winter Soldier throws like some big piece of construction material at him. Okay, and it just cuts back to, "Hey, buddy, I think you lost this," and it flies back at him. There's no way he would have known it was flying at him. All right, I have to beyond. rewatch that. Yeah. I, so your I, argument is that he does, even though it's never, hasn't been mentioned. He does have He it has it. In, in some, it may not be fully developed yet. Okay. It might still be like one of his developing powers, but I, I do believe he fully has where it. Where is it in this movie, though? There there are definitely times where you have to ask, where was it? But you have to ask it in the... Uh, well, the we are asking, where was it? <laughs> no, what I'm saying, like, in the Raimi trilogy, there was there were other times where people was like, where's his spider sense? But at least in that, it was like, oh, my spidey sense kind of stuff. Like, this, it was... Like, there, where? Because, like, so when that time where Vulture comes and swoops him off the ground, how does he not know that's coming? That time that Harry Osborn does the exact same thing well, wait so minute, in Spider-Man right, 3. It is in Spider-Man 2, though. Remember when when uh, Doc Ock is is throwing something from oh, no. behind him and his eyes go what wide? What I'm saying is, in the Raimi trilogy, he had Spider Sense, yes. but there were times where it didn't work and it should have. Okay. There's a scene in Spider Man Three where Harry Osborn flies down and pulls but him off the moped, and he doesn't react. Right, he has it. It may just not be developed. So you're saying that I, you I think, think that this t- the Tom Holland Spider Man does have Spider Sense. Okay, it just it's not. I mean, he does he does have a line in uh, Civil War where he says it's like my senses are dialed up to eleven. Yeah. But also, like I said, there's a scene of him in Civil War where his eyes widen and he says, oh, God, he's still looking forward as the thing flies out. I'll, I'll show it to you right, right. after this. But I, um, I just, I just I'll just, argue the Vulture thing. He was in midair when Vulture caught him. What could he have done? Um, do, do what he always does. Shoot his web at some bird flying by to swing away. Yeah, that's what he does in the, in bird, the you know. Because he's always shooting into the air and there's yeah. nothing there. Um, like I said, I, I do believe that he has spider sense in this movie. It's just, it's not, I would have been okay with it if they, if we saw it a couple times and then we saw it where it doesn't work all the time, mm. you know, like that, that would have been better. Like I know it usually happens when he's in danger, but how does he come into his bedroom, climbing on the wall, taking his mask off and Ned's there? I, I, How does he do I, that with no. or taking yeah. off his mask and knowing that Aunt May is right behind yeah. him? That, there's comic precedent. There's a hundred percent comic precedent. Right. Aunt May's discovered that Peter's Spider-Man a million and one times. Yes. More, most iconically is when he was lying in bed after a battle in the spider suit with the mask off, just like broken, like, and he's just unconscious. The reasoning was, is because May was would never be a danger to him. 
his spider sense wouldn't go off. Same thing can be argued for Ned. Like the spider sense, it's not it's not one hundred percent specific. It's very immediate danger right there. There was no immediate danger, and the spider sense can tell that Ned would not hurt him. So that that's the argument that's being yeah. made for for Ned and even for Aunt May. So yeah. uh, we still I, doing I pros. Still feel- yeah, I know. We kind of went on to a con. Well, he, Some, he someone brought the question. Yeah. I, I did the yeah. spider sense. All right, I have a pro. Is it my turn? Yes, it okay. is. Um, the script. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to argue. I think it Ooh. is an amazingly clever script. And here's my evidence. Um, he was consistently awkward throughout the entire thing, which is, is very accurate to a, a 15-year-old boy. Um his flaws and his boyish awkwardness were dialed up and were consistent throughout the entire thing. Um, I felt that there was a very clever sense of humor. This was a very funny movie. Yes. Um, and they never went for the easy joke. Like I'll give you two examples when he is stealing Flash's car, which is one of Timmy's favorite parts. Um, <laughs> when he steals Flash's car, none of these like, like, yeah, I know it's I'm just saying this because it's stereotype, but smashing through a, two men carrying a plate of glass across the road <laughs> and going, oh, that's going to cost a lot. You know, nothing stupid joke wise like that. Whereas, you know, he was trying to find out how do you turn the lights on? That's clever. Yeah. Another one. This is a big one. Aunt May walks in on him in his boxers with Ned. Yes. And the audience is waiting for a joke. We're saying, okay, something's going to happen. It's Aunt May's, and nothing happens. You can't make gay jokes. Anymore. And it's great. It is great that Aunt May kind of just looks, oh, oh okay. okay. You know, yeah. and, she, you know, and that's, that's the cleverness of the script, that it doesn't have to go for the easy joke. It can go for something much deeper and, and stronger and, and unexpected. Um, and let's face it, who saw, since we're in spoilers, who saw Vulture being... Liz's dad. Liz's dad. Is he her dad or stepdad? Because they have different last names. That's bothering me. It's got to be a stepdad. That that's. I mean, does it matter? It does, yeah. Yeah. Like it does matter. When that door opened, my first thought was, oh, "He got here before Peter did." And then yeah. it was, "Wait, Wait he's her father." Yeah. <gasps> I I. Everyone not, I've spoken to has said I did not see that coming, yeah, and that just speaks to yeah. the cleverness of the script. There, now, there was a rumor that Michelle Zadea's character was yeah. going to be his, his daughter, but that was quickly debunked. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and seeing the two of them in the car then, and seeing you know the vulture, uh, Adrian, slowly come to the realization of who Peter is was so much better than... Was, wasn't there a scene in the original Raimi trilogy where... Um, Harry was realizing who Peter w- that Peter was. No, he pulled he pulled Peter's mask off. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No. Uh, Norman did. Oh, maybe that's yeah. what I'm. Th- yeah, Jared, oh, that's right. Jared, that's what I'm thinking of when when Nor- the Thanksgiving yeah. dinner, which is a great scene. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but this one was just watching him come to that realization of like, you know, have we met before? You know, your voice kind of. Yeah. And seeing that slow realization and seeing the two of them act, and I love the fact that Peter doesn't get this whole like superhero attitude of like well i'm gonna stop you he turns into that 15 year old scared kid who's the father of his girlfriend is threatening him it's beautiful that's so unrelatable (laughs) but like 
that's the thing with this. Why doesn't he have like a voice modulator? Like I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, fi- I'm fine with him not having. No, one. no yeah. Well, Remember no, he tries. Like, yeah. No, no. Like, <laughs> oh, that's right. But you know what I mean? Like, Karen, intimidation mode. <laughs> You're gonna have to yeah, get right? better at this whole thing here. But like, I'm sorry. Like, if if you wear a mask, if any of you wear a mask, and you become a superhero, I'm gonna know who you are just he's by your 15. voice. Fifteen. He doesn't know. Well, actually, what was it? They say that. Uh, the reason he does the full face mask is because it muffles his voice in the comments. Yeah. So it makes it harder to tell how old he actually is. Yeah. But uh, fun fact about that interrogation scene, Donald Glover is playing the uncle of yes. Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Yes. And he mentions his nephew. Doesn't mention him by name. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I, I hope they bring Miles Morales in, you know, maybe like three movies in, four movies in. I wish they did more with him. Donald Glover? Glover. Donald they Glover. gave him a, a bigger part. He seemed just so dialed down because Donald yeah. Glover. I, I I can't wait to see him as Lando Calrissian because yes. then we'll really. I can't see. wait to see him as Simba. Is he the, playing Simba in The Lion King? Yeah. Have you seen the show Atlanta? Negative. No, not yet. I, I want to. He's. I've heard amazing. Yeah. yeah, but like I I just felt like he's a big up and coming star. I feel like they should have gave him. A more well, maybe they have main role plans for him. Ma- yeah, yeah. There was hopefully there's a big fan petition to get him to actually be Miles Morales. No, well he voiced the character. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he he was like, and he's been very vocal about wanting to be a live action Miles. He's way too old now though. But I I again I got to go back. This script really is what did it. For, that's a huge pro for me. Just the the constant dualities between characters of, of you know. Between Vulture and, and Spider-Man, mm-hmm. between Adrian and, and Peter, um, between, you know, with, with Tony being the father figure. I, it, it's so wonderfully crafted. And and something I haven't brought up yet, um, the director, John Watts, I don't know if you've seen his only, I think his only other movie, Cop Car. Um, I saw it when it first came out because there was a big rage about it coming out of mm, Sundance, maybe? I forget where. But... Um, it's a very simple story about two kids that steal a, a policeman's car, and he's not that great of a person, and so they realize what they're dealing with. It's a very small movie. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's fun. But uh, I don't know how they saw him and went, he's going to be the one that we're going to hang our next trilogy in the Marvel Universe on. I, I still don't know how they're choosing. And, and I wish I knew because it's, it's brilliant. It was the same yeah. when they did Kenneth Branagh as for Fox. Right. Uh, Kenneth Bra- for, for Fox, Thor. For Thor. Yeah. yeah. Or Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman or the Russo brothers for, you know. Everything. So, everything. <laughs> How are they? Pa- That's amazing that they can see yeah. the potential in these people. But going back to the script thing, my problem with the script is the execution's fantastic. Like you said, there's a lot of great nuance, a lot of great character moments. The story is so, so predictable. In terms of that is not me breathing in. By the way, <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is like literally from watching We're on the all same the tra- page though. From watching all the trailers, you got a lot of the general idea of what the gist of the movie is. Okay, be. I will give. Go ahead. Spider Man. Yeah. He's Spider Manning. He's bored. Tries to be a big hero. Yes, Tony yes. Stark says nay. He has some sort of character moment where he decides I'm going to wear my old costume and save the day, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get my costume back in Tony's okay. approval. Like I will say that it was. But it's I. All right, I agree with you that it was predictable in that sense. In but the I, overall, it, yeah. it was executed but, beautifully, like you said. Yeah. Like the character stuff was great. the The twist of the vulture was fantastic. But like I've, it, I've. The, this is the thing, though. That's 
every superhero well, movie. And I was actually going to cite that too. Every because, yeah. Marvel movie. No, no. no. E- even every superhero movie. It's the same thing. I would go so far as to say it is a major theme. And I've mentioned it one time on on this podcast of Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell's uh, identification of the hero's journey. Yeah. And the idea of, of, you know, I have to say that this movie hit a lot of the notes of the hero's journey, which is, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just if you're listening to this, think Luke Skywalker. That is is the hero's journey right there. If you don't know Luke Skywalker, Um, stop listening to this. (laughs) It's become the hero, struggle to be the best hero you can be. Yeah. Be the best hero you can be, and and along those lines, try and rise above your own, yeah. you know, situation. Uh, try really hard and fail, and realize your limitations. Yeah. Like it's the hero's journey, and, and yeah. you know, there's no, I, a, I get that, but they they touted this movie as not being the origin story of Spider Man, and it's, it's not. It's still the hero's journey of Spider Man. Like if you look at look at Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier is a perfect example of breaking the mold about superhero movies, like. The movie is not about Cap realizing that he needs to do something better to overcome an obstacle. It's mm-hmm. him realizing, basically him realizing, no, I have to stand my moral high ground and everybody else is wrong. If you really look at Winter Soldier, there, there's Cap. Cap's, but then Cap you could make- also argue that Iron Man 3 is an origin story. Iron Man 3, I don't talk about Iron Man 3. <laughs> Iron Man 3 is one of the best. Oh, boy. I am a huge Shane Black fan. And I, I, whoa, 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 whoa. I like Shane Black, too. Okay. But Iron Man 3 did not live up to my expectations. Oh. <laughs> okay, we're right, not well, talking about on. that right Go, now. <laughs> not talking about that. But then you could argue with that mentality that Iron Man 3 is an origin story because he, you know, he tries really hard and then he fails and he has to think, rethink everything and things are taken away from him and he battles back and realizes his limitations and overcomes the guy. So it's the same exact thing as this Spider-Man. But the thing about Iron Man 3 and then like Winter Soldier is character development is... Like Tony Stark does not have his character development goes and then he goes right back to where in, he was. Where in Iron Man three? In Iron Man three, I don't need this arc react. I don't need to be Iron Man. I kind of need to be Iron Man. What are you talking about? Well, then, then, and then you look I, at Winter Soldier and Civil War. It's basically as much as I love the movies and Winter Soldier is probably my top Marvel movie. It's basically Cap saying I'm right and you guys are wrong. So wow, well, you can. You can boil it down though. Then you can to any movie call, where you can it, literally call Captain America movies the moral high ground, right? But then you're boiling no. <laughs> it down to that every movie is either the main character is right and they prove everyone wrong, or the main character is wrong and other people prove them right. But there there can be some some gray er- some in between where we could find it. This as much as this movie like the script was very good, the story they could have done a million and one different things with it. And there were some definite good twists. Like, the Vulture alone was a great twist. You know, he's a he's a decent guy who turns into a bad guy but does have a sense of morality when he lets, you know, Peter's secret stay with him and he gives him the chance, you know, walk away. You and I have no problem. Mm. You you saved my daughter's life. We're cool for now. Yeah. I, well, I, I will say that that I thought was something that was new uh, to this, that the idea that uh, the bad, the main bad guy didn't want to just dis- to destroy the hero, and he the main want- hero didn't want to destroy the bad guy. The vulture didn't want anybody to get hurt. No. He, like yeah. he literally did his business in secret. He made sure. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if like that bank job. If he was like, I told you guys not to go rob a bank. Mm. I literally told you guys that. Yeah. Well, and and I, I love and, been- and now that we're in spoilers, we could say it. You know, when he does kill someone. It's on accident. The original shocker. But you also, he's not exactly remorseful about it. Not at all. No. Like, like, and, and I have to, you know, as as a father, 
I understand that mentality of when you become a father, you realize you would kill someone if it meant protecting your child. Yeah. I never thought I could actually do that, but I, I really feel that way. That if anything ever got in the way of, of my son, I, I would go to an extreme. See you later, Ronnie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't like Spider Man as much. Ronnie disappeared. It's the weirdest thing. I saw him a week ago. <laughs> but um, I'm not trying to like bash right. the script. Like like I said, I really enjoyed the script, and it is filled with amazing yeah. moments and you know iconic imagery. Um, I just thought that the story itself. I knew what I was getting into before I saw the movie. I did. I will say that having seen the trailers and seeing him struggling with the fairy, I was yeah. like, oh, he's going to bite off more than he can chew. Yeah. And then he's going to realize he's way in over his head Listen, and it's going to get taken if, away if from him. And he's going to have to learn to battle back. But that's the yeah. thing. It's it's not the script or anything fault. It's the fact that they put way too much in the trailers. Way too many trailers and way too much in the trailers. If they had shown a trailer with him just holding the fairy and not showing, because I, yeah. I literally saw in yeah. all the trailers Tony Stark coming to save the day. Yeah, they, they we, it would have been. Yeah, we're learning in our house, and Timmy's learning this too. That the don't you know watch the trailers maybe like once, get a feel for it, and then embargo it completely. Yeah. Stay away. And we actually we were on a total Spider-Man embargo trailer. Uh, with this movie since like I'd say May yeah early yeah. May well it's funny you and I would I want to say jokingly argue but it got a little intense at points um <laughs> how much they were showing yeah. for Wonder Woman and then at but at, like then you see Wonder Woman and you realize you didn't see a lot no, you, you, no there's a lot you did not see same thing for this movie there's a lot you didn't see um but there's also like like a I said the entire see. the entire story was laid out for yeah. us like, yeah when I, when I saw Wonder Woman trailers, I had no idea Ares no. was going to be a villain. No, I didn't either. Uh, I, I knew from my son's Lego yeah. set, and that's about it. <laughs> it's, yeah, it didn't came with Ares. Yeah, yeah apparently but, they... Uh... But that's the thing. Like You you knew where this story was going to go. That's what made it predictable, because you knew how they were going to get from A to B, but you didn't know how. Yeah. Yeah. It was The journey was, yeah. was, I was, was fun. I was disappointed with the, the certain emotional beats that they put into the trailer, but I was amazed by how much they didn't put into the trailer. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So we're going to skip ranking the Spider-Man films because that's going to take another 40 minutes. Um, I think we kind of know where everyone sits on that, too. Do you want to do it by... Franchi- by franchise or uh, we can't really do it by franchise because then we can't really put homecoming in because it's not really a franchise yet no. all right let's uh do we count civil war as no civil war's out now yeah no, no no all right so let's do we could do a quick we don't have to yeah, really talk we'll about it we can just quick, name them one through ranking no arguing about and it and go i'll go first yep <sighs> put me on the spot spider-man 2 number one okay then homecoming okay then Amazing Spider-Man, two. Then Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, and then obviously Spider-Man, Spider-Man three. three. I think we're all going. Yeah, to we're all yeah. going to say Spider-Man. Let's not even mention <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man three is the at the bottom. Yes, Rob. Um, Homecoming at the top. Spider-Man two under that. Then Spider-Man, uh, the um, uh, Tobey Maguire. Then Amazing Spider-Man, then Amazing Spider-Man Two, then Spider-Man Three. All right, okay. my, mine's gonna be the weirdest. I'm gonna put <laughs> Homecoming and Amazing Spider-Man Two at my number one because I need to see I need to see Homecoming again to really digest. Not just clarify that it's going to be my number one. Yeah. 
Um, but right now they they are tied. Like everything, Amazing Spider-Man Two has amazing points and some points I don't like. And then the same with Homecoming. It's it, but Homecoming is probably gonna to take that top spot if I go see it again. And then it's gonna be the first Spider-Man, just pure nostalgia. If anything, um, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, and then Spider-Man Three. Not to say anything bad about Spider-Man Two. It just it didn't resonate as much with me as it did with even though I had the best fans. What? What? I, no, I really didn't hear what you said. I said even though I had the best villain out of all the movies, I was still Spider-Man Two. Doc Ock. Doc Ock is is pretty good. Vulture's better. No. I, at this point, I would say Vulture's better. Yeah. <laughs> My arms made me do it. <laughs> the Doc Ock story. You the wanna, the you, fact that I suck at everything. The Vulture story. Then I'd be the best supervillain ever. <laughs> Vulture is the most human. Yeah. Doc Ock is cool, um, with some really cool moments. But they every other villain has had an excuse, like, um, Spider. What was it? That was me. Uh, <laughs> Norman Osborn. He was driven insane. Like yeah. he he had that excuse. Doc Ock. Oh, the tentacles. They're mind control. Blah blah blah. Uh. uh Sandman, he kind of fell into vulture territory with his motivations. Venom, the symbiote made me really do it. Okay. The lizard, I turned into a lizard. And I now want to turn other people into lizards for <laughs> some reason. Because it's awesome, guys. Look, I got a tail. Um, Twitch. And then Electro, just he was psychotic. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. It was literally that. But it did. I'm going to now kill people. No one respects so you'll me. See me. No one remembered my birthday. No one respects uh, me. I'm going to zap you all to death. Just because you guys all have friends doesn't mean you know how it feels <laughs> like for us, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, like, even though Spider-Man Three is a bad movie, I could still watch it. Like, if it's on, I could still. That, put it on. You know yeah. what? Maybe that's the nice thing about this is there's no unwatchable Spider-Man movie. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I, it's I, close. I Spider-Man Three is close. Though. Spider-Man Three is it's it's. How long has it been since you've seen it? Not not as long as you, I'd okay. like to be. Jeez, oh, I don't even know, to be honest. I, I will say, if you give it another shot, it's not as bad as you remember. Really? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Don't get me wrong. I, I would say probably around six years, okay. maybe. Oh. All right, so now we got to rank our Spider-Men. Okay. I think it's going to be safe I think we're. I, yeah. think we're all I think kind we're all of in agreement. Yeah, I think we're in agreement. Hollins, Garfield, Maguire. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Again, not, not to say Maguire yeah. is bad, but he's just standing yeah. next. Yeah. It, it, again, it's all going to depend on what we see next from Holland, where he, yeah. as of right now, he is number one, but mm-hmm. he could easily be number two, depending on what happens next. I doubt it, but yeah. I could see that. All right. So let's talk. Last segment, the future of the Spider-Man franchise. Now, we know he's going to be in Infinity Wars, and yes. it has been said mm-hmm. he's going to have about the same screen time he did in Civil War. Okay. I'm fine with that. I don't need I don't need another Spider-Man movie. In, they, they need to really be careful how they do Avengers Infinity Wars because yes. they, they have a lot of oh characters. Oh, my gosh. All the, did they all, say, did, haven't they said something like 60... Something characters. like that, and now all yeah. the set photos are coming out of Doctor Strange and Ant Man and all Literally that. Literally, so. everyone that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe will I, be in this. I, thankfully, with the Russo brothers in charge, I feel like I'm, I'm thinking about. Confident. I'm like, how can that possibly work? This is yeah. going to be a, a big mess up. But knowing the Russo brothers are in charge, okay, I'll just put my yeah. faith in them. I I'm a, I agree with that. Uh, anything we want to see in the future of? I would love to see Venom. 
mm. done right. Yeah. And but again, how can you have Venom when you have this Flash Thompson? You know what I mean? But Eddie Brock was the was yeah the first Venom was he? Yeah. yeah. But um, I would love to find out who MJ is really. We need a real okay. Let's 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 cite that first of all. I think we yeah. kind of passed over that as a con. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of us were a little bit like grieved when she said, yeah. but my friends call me MJ. Yes. And the, the makers, the, the filmmakers have even said, no, that's not Mary Jane Watson. They, that well, then what was be. the point yeah. of that? Yeah. You don't drop. I thought that was the initials for no reason as all. No, at all. Just as a, a nod yeah. or a wink. Nah, yeah. Cause you need it. Cause then it went from, Oh, everyone thought she was going to be MJ, but she's not. She's just Michelle. Oh. And she was a character we liked. Exactly. And then it went from my name's Michelle to my friends call me MJ. And that's when everyone went. Uh, I uh, wonder if that's going to turn into the Greedo uh, Han shot first kind of oh, thing. God. <laughs> that everyone just kind of goes, Han shot no, first. that didn't really happen. Oh, we just wish it was cut. We don't talk about Han not shooting. Did you say something else also about a cut scene? Oh, uh, one of my cons was going to be how, like, a couple of the scenes that they shot and, like, predominantly featured in trailers were not in the movie. Him and what? The most iconic of him and Iron Man. I know the background about that. It was purely made for Comic-Con. Just for promotional purposes, yes. That scene doesn't actually exist. There's another scene where uh, Vulture's dropping down. An atrium, yeah. yeah. I don't know what happened to that one. But, um... That was such a, an iconic shot. That yeah. It was surprising. So was a, a TIE fighter coming up on uh, <laughs> a pl- platform where she was trying to steal the plans for the Death Star, but yet we didn't see that in the film either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's unfortunate. <sighs> but um, what were we talking about? We were talking about the future. Uh, I want to see they set up their Sinister Six. They yes. did it much better than Amazing Spider-Man 2 tried to. Um, so hopefully I would, lo- I would love to see a Sinister Six in a Spider-Man movie. Well, that was the thing. The the reason I didn't do Sinister Six before is because of how bad the reception, the reception was, yeah. of Amazing Spider-Man Two was. Yeah, because yeah. you even saw it was set up in the credits, and right at yeah. the end they were they were they were Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn literally says, "I want to keep it small." They yeah. were going group. for they it. were they were all gung ho, and then was that oh, Amy Pascal? No what was that Amy Pascal at the time mm-hmm. in charge? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so oh. it was all Sony. But um, yeah. if if they they introduced. Basically, three of the Sinister Six in this movie: Scorpion, Scorpion, Shocker, and Vulture. Shocker survived the movie, right? Vulture and Scorpion survived the movie. If they do another, if they do a sequel where they can safely introduce another couple of characters, yeah, I, I think that yeah. a Sinister Six as movie long can as they be don't done. Just Spider-Man three it, or um, Amazing Spider-Man two it, where yeah. they just shoehorn yeah. them. Like, like I will say, DC's Rogues Gallery in the Flash. Is done fairly well, yes. you know, where they've got you know Heatwave and and Captain Cold and all those other guys. Oh yeah, yeah. If they can go that route, I think that it it's could be totally done possible, a hundred percent. You know, and just a little bit of exposition for yeah. some of those other characters, like, yeah. oh, there's this guy with a fishbowl on his head who thinks he's magic. Oh, Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen Mysterio yet. I don't think they could pull that off. Oh god, that'd be a, that'd be tough to pull off. Yeah. Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on how how campy they want to go with it. I, and I think that's what is great about this is because it's not a campy film like Raimi's yeah. was. Yeah, it, it's funny in one of the Spider-Man video games, you fight Mysterio, and then when like he's all, all like illusions and like stuff like that. But mm. then when you actually fight him, you punch him once and he like dies because he's just a normal <laughs> dude. He's a magician. Yeah, yeah. State, he did uh, special effects. 
He was a like a movie special. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. did. But I think that'd be great. I love to see the symbiote done right in one of these movies. I think that yeah, it could be done, especially with his relationship with Tony Stark. I'd love to see like a darker Peter Parker dealing with Iron Man, basically. Yeah. Well, that would make sense for, to have a Peter Parker going through puberty too. Yeah. Maybe have symbiote <laughs> as a uh, uh, an an. an a reflection of Peter Parker's, uh, you know, puberty uh, uh, yeah. struggles. Yeah. Oh, it's just puberty. He's fine. <laughs> he just no, Mister Stark. Please let me keep the suit. God. They would have to have his voice crack, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, which would be hard to do when you know you're a 20 year old person. Yeah, he's about to be legal drinking age in yeah. America. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'm here to save the day after I have this beer <laughs> and sign up for the draft. <laughs> Okay, Captain America. My my. Aunt. Oh, we didn't even get into the Captain America oh, PSAs. The, oh, we didn't even talk about uh, Pepper Potts either. Now that's no. a big point of contention. When did they get back together? Yeah, and now they're getting married. I'm. I hope so. I'm that, glad. That I have to say, I was really happy to see her because I had heard yes. that Gwyneth was totally out of the MCU. Oh and yeah, she yeah. was not coming back. So I, it was like oh. a pleasant surprise. Yes, yeah, that exactly. really was. Uh, I thought it was a missed opportunity that they didn't actually have the Iron Spider suit there. I was too waiting for it. for it, but yeah, I agree with Ronnie too soon. I, I, I think that it would have been the perfect you time. You know what's going to happen, right? I don't know what's going to happen. I, We're going to see it in Infinity Wars. We're going to see it then. We're going to see it. We're no. going to see him We're going to see him come swinging in with the it. Iron Spider costume. Yeah. Mr. Stark, let me wear this. Yeah, because they're, the, they're going up, under they're going, they're going up the against thing. a big bad. He, he's going to need it. New suit. Thanks, Mr. Stark. I'm sorry, but Spider-Man won't be able to hold his own against Thanos. No, uh, no. So he, I, th- I he'll, think he'll do enough. Well, yeah, but I feel like if he has the iron spider suit, it, it, that will... He can stop a bus with his bare hands. I'm tired of being treated like a kid. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of Infinity Wars, I really... I, we have to make sure we don't look at it as like a Spider-Man sequel. Yes. It, we yeah. gotta look at it as like an Avengers And there sequel. is... I, I believe there is going to be a... I don't think they're calling it Homecoming too. But, no, they they are yeah. making sequels to, to no, this. No, it's going to be Junior Prom. Imagine, <laughs> imagine. That makes sense. You know what? That actually isn't a bad idea. If if the second one was Junior Prom and uh, the third the one was Senior, senior prom. prom or Senior Ball, and, Senior Prom, yeah. And you know what? That's actually kind of what I want to see from the future of this franchise is not rushing it. Yes, yeah. take your time. He doesn't have to graduate high school just no. yet. I'd be okay with them skipping junior year, doing yeah. senior year kind of, you know. And having him really struggle with the things a senior struggles with. You know, trying to find a college yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. now that Aunt May knows what he's up to. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great cut. Apparently that cut was really hard to film. They yeah. had a lot of trouble cutting her off at just the right oh time. Oh, my gosh. She's, Marissa Tomei is just that, that, she's an American treasure. To be honest treasure. with you, yeah. might be my favorite scene from the movie. Oh, it was great. Oh, it's like I, super I, iconic of him, like taking off the mask, yeah, it's like yeah. all dramatic, and just it, it pans around, and there's Aunt May. What the? <laughs> um, Captain America's PSAs were awesome. The detention one was my favorite, though. Yeah. But that's, so you've come to detention. But that's one of my <laughs> other points that they cut out of them. The problem with Spider-Man movies is they dub all of his voice over work afterwards. So okay. in a lot of the trailers, you he says different things as Spider-Man. Right. You know, like, you guys you aren't, aren't the real, real Avengers. Like it gives it, it away. A lot of that dialogue was different in the actual movie. Yeah. But one of the scenes that I really liked was, do you know him too? I stole a shield. And then he beat me up. <laughs> he doesn't say the beat me up part. No, and I thought oh, it, that's right. He I thought it was so funny in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, that's such a, that's such a yeah. nice nod, and it's funny. Why didn't he say it? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. I... I 
I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I noticed that a lot of movies are putting a lot of scenes that are cut or 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 redub dialogue in their trailers. Oh yeah. I don't think it's like anything masterminded, but it's great because then when we get to the movie the things we were expecting to see we're not yeah. seeing, and that's not always a bad thing because then not things aren't thing. ruined in the trailers yeah, that, as much. I, but that could go either way because then, like he said, some of like the best scenes, you know, Iron Man flying as he's swinging, that line, you were waiting for that moment, right? And, and it, it never comes. Didn't come. Yeah. Like so, if it's like a very good, I want to see that in the movie. If it's something like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm okay with not seeing something that's pretty cool in the movie. Yeah. You know? I've heard there are plenty more PSAs that have been recorded. Uh, and it's even funnier because he literally says, am I done with these yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the end credits is, is is one of the, might be one of the best end credits oh, sequences it's, it's, it's nice. ever. But, you know, it's Patience. Even, you know what's even funnier? He has to have, like, in terms of, like, timeline, he must have filmed those right after the Avengers event took place. Because he's wearing that costume and yeah. before and before Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah. so that's what they had Captain America doing, doing 1950s PSAs. Right? Oh yeah, the there's, Captain there's, America gym. There class isn't challenge. a war going on, Captain America. Can you just do some PSAs? But for it's, us? it's ironic that that's what he did when he first became Captain yeah. America. Yeah, he did the, those puff pieces. Yep. And films. I think that's that again attributes to the cleverness of the script. I don't know if you did you catch the Howling Commandos reference with yeah, the principal. Yeah, with the, the principal, it's, yeah. it's his grandson. <clears throat> that is that's fantastic. It, that it fits so cleverly into yeah. the timeline. Name that Howling Commando. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> I did know this because, but only because I read it. You know, the only Howling Commando that I can honestly tell dumb, you dumb, dumb, is dumb, 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 of course. And the one guy that learned German <laughs> just to impress the German girls. I, yeah, they're none of them are memorable. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a great little nod. You know, the Captain America stuff was funny. I would have loved to see him actually in the movie. I thought like it, when Tony's like when Spider Man is just like so beaten down, mm. it would have been great to have a Captain America moment like where he's just yeah. like like it, he's just standing off to the side. He's like, hey kid, told you I was from Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been cool to see him like in passing in the New Avengers Tower. You know that? No, they, he's he's technically a war criminal. Yeah, that's, remember he's true. on the run. Oh yeah. They, so? even, they even say it. They're they like, did say isn't it. He yeah. a, isn't he a war criminal? Yeah. I think he's a war... The, the gym teacher says it. Yeah. But I think they they missed an opportunity to kind of have Captain America really appear. I think that would have been really yeah. cool. Because... Spider-Man, look. Here I am. Goodbye. <laughs> I just... No, like, like a moment where like Peter's just so torn. Like, j- and they could write it well. Like, Captain America's like, hey... I saw what happened on the ferry, and I know you were just trying to do your best, and I know Tony had to come in and save you. But you know, from yeah. the from just meeting you at the airport, it could. I know that you have the stuff that it takes. They they will see that in, in, in Infinity War. Yeah, I, sure. I hope so. I hope that they have a moment together because yeah, you know, in, in the original Civil War, Spider Man was the the chess piece between the That's two. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. Like it, it was a big point that. of contention that. Spider-Man was on Tony Stark's side. Then he switched over to Captain America's, and it, it was like he was the focal point of the story. Yeah, yeah. He, he revealed his identity as sort of the which is kind of what the they Accords. it looked like they were going to do in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So I thought you know it was a missed opportunity to have Captain America actually in the movie, but I liked seeing him you know yeah as Captain America, like stereotypical Captain yeah. America. But I think that just about wraps it up. I do have a couple of Facebook uh, posts to yes. go through really yeah. quick. Uh, we have one from our friend Amy. Morales from uh from UMAC. 
Uh, I loved that Peter Parker was finally portrayed as the insecure and inexperienced, mm. but earnest teen he is, and actually looked like he could be in high school finally. And also, anything with Tony Stark is a home run for me. Good comment. Then we have our friend Anthony, who the, wrote like is, 17 pages. This is a long one. All right, so he tried being like Rob. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hey. I'm gonna blaze through <laughs> this. It wasn't a dig. It's a good thing. <laughs> Pros: Best actor to play Spider-Man to date. Best writing for Spider-Man sense of humor up to date. Uh, not a true Marvel movie, meaning it broke the typical origin Good. story. Nice. Uh, normally, I would dislike his web shooters being mechanical rather than biological, but by making the character more similar to Iron Man, I thought it worked. We'll, we'll talk about that, Anthony. Personally, I'm glad <laughs> for the most part they renamed characters that they changed. Uh, all right. Cons. Marketing made a big deal about other heroes appearing in the movie, but I don't care since Iron Man didn't kick anyone's butt. Family <laughs> friendly. And Captain America cameos felt forced. <laughs> the movie couldn't decide whether it wanted to make Aunt May hot or not. Uh, I, I could okay. see that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the mom jeans. Yep. No, no J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Fair. Peter's eagerness to please Stark uh, just got annoying at times. The choreography of the fight scenes was awful. There were very few clean hits. All right. Fair. Mm, Fair. Yeah. Good points. But that that's one thing I've seen is the whole J.K. Simmons thing. I'm like, why would he be in this? I, He's been trying. I could, He's yeah. been yeah. trying. If I could, that actually segues into the new section of Timmy's comments. Oh, Timmy. Let's hear him. Timmy. Timmy gave me some comments to say. Uh, he actually, that was one of his things that he said that uh, he, it was because he gave a rating here and he said it was almost perfect. And he said that uh, where was, you know, why wasn't he working for the Daily Bugle yet? And or at least even just taking pictures of himself. He yeah. did not take a single picture. No, this he movie. did not. Great observation. He, he did take Timmy. video, though. Um, he, he, oh, the video was hysterical. Yes. Uh, he, Timmy said that best character in the whole film was Flash Thompson because he called Peter Parker Penis Parker. And he's got good jokes. Uh, his best part was when he had to lift the building off of himself yes. and when Ned dropped the Lego Death Star. Yes, that was funny. Um, he, his gripe, he didn't like it that Peter lost his backpack. He says in the comics, he never loses his backpack. <laughs> Uh, he loved Tom Holland. He thought that Vulture's weapons and suit were really cool, and he loved that they added Scorpion at the very end. He didn't want Aunt May to see the suit, even though he thought the scene was funny. He didn't want her to see it because now he doesn't know where where the series is going to go with that. Uh, he loved Ned uh, and him and Peter's little fist bump kind of thing, <laughs> and he also loved when Peter stole Flash's car and smashed it all around. So more smashing. No, more smashing. smashing. Timmy does love the Timmy smashing. Timmy loves yes, he this does. Film. But we would love to hear what you guys have to say about Spider-Man Homecoming. Star and City ratings. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star City ratings, starting with Ronnie, because he's super eager. Okay. A two. This is where everyone's going to hate me. I already do. Feel free to post your negative comments about yes. Ronnie Castrovinci underneath. So originally when I first saw this, what did I tell you? I said, above One. average, a three to a 3.5. He did say that. I've had time to marinate. Good. Now it's a two, a three point five, possibly up to a four. I need to see it one more time. I feel like, and it could definitely go to a four for me. But it's as of right now, I'm kind of teetering between those two. All right, okay. Rob. Um, I am giving it a very solid four point five. Um, I think it is one of Marvel's best. Um, now, I cannot, I know what we're, we always say that, you know, Winter Soldier is sort of the gold standard. Yes. I, and also Guardians. Um, I, 
it's apples and oranges though with this that yeah. you, you can't compare Spider-Man. It's such a different beast in creation altogether from those two films that I couldn't yeah. I couldn't put one above the other. I, I think you know it's like you know rating your children. Um, so you I only think, have one. I know he's the best. Um, so <laughs> Spider-Man: Homecoming <laughs> is is possibly the best thing that Marvel has put out yet. So a four or five. And on a side note, Timmy gives it a four. He asked me. He says, "Can I give it a four point nine? Timmy, you can't do that. He said, "I said sure because that means it's almost perfect." All right, yep. we'll let you slide, Timmy. Uh, I'm going to give it a solid four. I, it hit all the beats that I wanted to. You know, I had some some gripes with it. But none were really in terms of the character. None were in terms of the overall story and the execution. Um, yeah, solid four. Better but than Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman I gave the same rating to. Okay. Yeah. I, I liked Wonder Woman better. Being, not, not by a lot. Right. Well, being that you didn't like Spider-Man as much as we did, that yeah. would actually make sense. Yes. So. But I, I, if, if you put a gun to my head, it'd be a really tough decision. Like, I... I am such a big Spider-Man fan, mm -hmm. and I'm such a big DC fan. So if I if I had to pick, I'd probably lean towards Spider-Man because I'm not a Wonder Woman fan per se. Okay, this but... was my test. Which one could you put on repeat and not get and get tired of sooner? Mm. See, I'd have to see Spider-Man again because I, 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 I have to say a, that is a tough choice. Yeah, to be I, I have to say. Wonder Woman, I think after the second or third time, I'd say, okay, that I got enough. Yeah. Spider-Man, I think, is so funny and such a great pace to it and such so many yeah. great characters that I think I could rewatch it several times. Yeah. That That's the thing. Like, when you have, like, a comedy, like, you can watch those over and over yeah. again. But, like, when you have a, let's call it a war movie yeah. for Wonder Woman... With comedic beats, With, yeah, you, yeah, again, like you said, you get tired of it after seeing it three, four times. Repeating, you know? pr saving Private Ryan it, doesn't make it a bad movie. Exactly, it's just like it's, okay, it's just, I don't know. If okay, I, can I get do the this. concept. Yeah. Like yeah, okay, good point. Like this, it's kind of oh, I get the concept of Spider Man. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm still gonna sit there because I can laugh, you know, eighty percent of the time. You know, it's it's. Comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Yeah. They're both superhero movies, definitely, but they are different types of genre. They yeah, they absolutely. are definitely the the best movies that each perspective has put out in the past couple yeah. years. That's I fair. would definitely That's, give that. I this, agree. This was this was better than Civil War. Then I I feel like at least. For me, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't agree, but that's my personal. I mean, I liked Civil War better, but like from a fan standpoint, but I think this movie overall is better, even though I gave the other one a higher rating. But I'd watch this over, yeah, Civil too. War. Having just recently rewatched Civil War too, I can completely yeah. agree with that. That there are moments, like I have to say, the Spider-Man moments. Um, in his apartment, I could rewatch yeah. that, uh, and the big fight at the airport, I could rewatch that over yeah. and over and over again. Even the ending fight, I could watch. Over Even the over. ending fight, but there's a lot yeah. of beats in Civil War or a lot of scenes that is like, okay, I got it the first time. I, yeah. Uh, All right, but we would love to hear your thoughts on uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and also, you know, the MCU's future as a whole. Whether or not, I know we didn't talk too much about Venom about where he's gonna stand, but uh, if you guys have thoughts, what are the best ways for people to get in touch with us, Ronnie? Um, they can just reach out to us on Facebook. Uh, yes, you can reach out with your arms or with your fingers because it is Facebook. 
Um, yes. So Facebook is the best way to reach us, whether you're messaging us on there or just writing on our wall. Um, other than that, you can definitely email us at multiversefancast at gmail.com. And to take a listen to us, you could just find us on the Podbean app or just search us up in your iTunes store. That sounds uncomfortable. Yes, it is. How about Twitter? Do we do that? We do do Twitter. We do post our podcast onto Twitter. So just look up MV Fancast on there. That's pretty much all we do on Twitter, though. I get emails about uh, other people on Twitter. Yes, I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we'd like to thank Rob for taking time out of his exceptionally busy schedule. He's yeah, on, those he's summers on for teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really tough. All yeah, those th- lesson plans. Thank you very much for having me. This has been uh, a lot of fun. I yeah. really enjoy doing this. He's thank not you. He's not coming back. No, he is. <laughs> he's not coming back. No, he is. We'll talk about this. I, I'm right here, guys. No, you're not. I know. I'm on your side, though. <laughs> you're on the opposite side of the table. But I'm on his side because we agreed on a couple pros and on like one con. Yeah, I, I, sat, I sat between you guys just in case, but I. Didn't but no, need it, was, to. it was very civil. But ah. <laughs> this was a, a spectacular, amazing show. Oh God! Please hit the stop button. <laughs> I'm Mags, and I'm Ronnie, and I'm Rob, and we, we might come back. I don't know. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>